Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, the show is no longer governed by the edicts of the FCC, which means that probably Autumn will get things going with really filthy talk, and then we'll join in. So if you have children in the car with you or around you, uh, things are going to change at this point, or maybe not, but they could. You need to know that they could. We didn't know who the opening band was, oh, and then we walked right. in, that's and right. I'm like, that's is that right. John Lennon's son oh, on my stage? Goodness, that's right. And they were awesome. He yeah, was awesome. That's right. He had the big hat, the, the yeah, top hat on. Yeah, he was yeah. very 60s. He's good. Oh, he was yeah. good guitarist. Yeah. It was called like Ghost Tiger or something or whatever. I think he's right. in a band with like Les Claypool and stuff. Well, right? now, now, yeah, after that. Although Les Claypool apparently has like 17 different right. bands. Yeah. We're at uh, <clears throat> 34 seconds. Oh, you. The Claypool you, Lennon Delirium, though, they've got two good albums. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. They have good, it's the closest thing to Beatles, like oh, wow. psychedelic. Right. That The second album, especially. I just saw my boss for the first time since seeing him at the pub crawl. So it's just kind of weird to see somebody. The PD you're talking about? Today? Just after the last time I saw him, I was pretty hammered. Just are you talking about Crawford? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it went well. Oh, how? Yeah, I didn't even ask. Wait, about Wait, you've that. got a different boss? You got like three, four bosses. So main different departments. Uh, yes. You have one. You're yeah. looking at him. Oh no, she she let me go today. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the Von Hessler Doctrine Pre-Show 30, the podcast that industry insiders say is too small to fail. We're here with Mr. Lovable and Huggable, Eric Von Hessler. Oh, hi. Dr. Nair George Clark, running the board, making things happen. Hello, Stefan. And I'm, oh, that's who I am. There you go. Stefan Pappas, your host, your ostensible host. Happy to be here. I got to drink this Red Bull. I just realized that I'm a little bit tired. Oh. I didn't. I didn't think so. I had to get here early for a meeting for yeah. a Friday show, and uh, I just kind of like you know, just going and going and going. And then after that meeting was done, I just like I was like ready to go, and then like whew, kind of tired. So I think that the advantage of Red Bull is because it tastes so horrible that that's the initial sort of shock that wakes you up before the I caffeine finally kicks in. I know you do. I know you a baby aspirin. It's baby aspirin. I, I, I know, I know. Carbonated baby aspirin. What more could you ask for? <laughs> not, not baby aspirin. Else. Maybe the first delicious thing I ever tasted in my life. I said, if this is being sick, I want to be sick a whole lot more. Yeah. This is delicious. That's how they hook you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then later yeah. in life, they say you got to take one a day to keep your blood thin enough so that you don't keel over or something like that. And Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I don't chew those. With yeah. The 81 milligrams? Yes. Although sometimes right. my wife, I'll say, hey, can you pick up some aspirin? And she comes back with the 81 milligrams. Like, oh, great. Yeah. I could take 10 yeah. to get rid of this headache. <laughs> might help. They're teeny. Yeah. You know what I heard about aspirin? I think this might be true. Salicylic acid, that uh, if, if it were tried to be brought to market today, that it actually wouldn't make, make it through an FDA approval. That, because? I, I'm not sure Of why. all the internal bleeding it, it causes? It, there's, there's that. Things I, I like think that? It actually, I think it actually might even be a poison. I'm not sure. But uh, but yeah, it actually wouldn't make it through. But hey, you know, it kind of I couldn't live it life without it. It's grandfathered in. So, I, uh, I couldn't live life without aspirin. Aspirin every day? Uh, just some, so it's in something I take every day, I would imagine. One of the cocktails. The headache cocktail is Excedrin Migraine, which, by the way, is uh, Excedrin Extra Strength and Excedrin Migraine are the exact same thing in different bottles. In different packaging. In different packaging. <laughs> but they're basically, to me, that's the headache killer. That's um, aspirin, acetaminophen, and caffeine. 
Okay. That's the yeah. cocktail that knocks the right. the uh, this kind of headache away. Now the tension headache is a little different, um, but uh, if uh, if I don't want to be up all night because of the caffeine, sometimes I got to toss the aspirin. You know, I have rebound headaches. Oh, yeah. not as bad as I used to. Hmm. It's not as. Uh, but uh, so basically, what happened a long time ago is I got addicted to aspirin. I think mm. and so. Your brain. Right. In in any way, the only way to shake it apparently is to take a month out off of my life, go to some island somewhere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and basically vomit and howl at the moon for three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if you can get that out of you, then uh, I, I guess you could restart. But uh, and and I've told the story many times when I had my checkup when I was forty. 19 years ago, yeah. um, I said to the doctor, you know, I, I take aspirin every day. It's been like 20 years. that he's been And he said, well, you know what they say. If you've been doing something for 20 years and it hasn't killed you yet, it probably won't. There you go. I said, I, said, I don't know if that's really good doctorly advice, but Popped into their aspirin. it comforted me. Yeah. And actually, I do a little less of it now than I, than I used to. Have, uh, since I've been wearing blue blockers, oh, not. is that? I don't know. In my mind, that's I'm putting the them together. I, it, is, it doesn't uh, mean it doesn't mean know. that's why, but uh, I I tend to have less headaches. And if it's just psychosomatic, then fine. I wear the blue blockers. I remember, I uh, I had rebound headaches for a while too. Remember when I was dating Brooke and we broke up and we got back together and we broke up. That was oh man, yeah, that was a headache. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let me tell you, just kept going back. Yes. But there must have been something about that headache that was worth going back for. <laughs> Let me so, see if I can remember what that was. Um, oh, I, I think I remember now. Yeah, see, I'm in my 20s. Uh, yeah. Whatever happened. It's amazing you know, what you can convince yourself of in a relationship when you're in your 20s. Well, she was you a, can overlook the things that you can overlook. As I recall, <laughs> she was a, a very uh, pretty person. She was a very attractive person. She was. But I didn't know her at all. Like, mm, I she met was a her. Stephan? Yeah, this was a hundred years ago. Yeah, and uh, and Back I, hair, I remember, I remember, <laughs> like I met her once or twice because we were about to go someplace or right. something. I didn't really, really know her at all. But I mean, the way that you you make her out, it seemed like she was just uh, always on your ass. No, 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 no. She was wonderful. She was. Wonderful. Really? She was an artist. Okay. You know, she was a fine artist. And I know uh, she had a draft a table. Yep. Where is she now? That apartment. Yeah. Where is she now? She uh, uh, is yeah. in upstate New York. Yeah, and, they're uh, all divorced with 800 children. And uh, she's divorced <laughs> with, with a couple of kids. We, we actually stay in loose contact. I probably call her about every couple of years just to say, hi, how you doing, and that kind of thing. Is that so, an awkward conversation? Not or? at all, actually. you know, we, she, We're happy to talk to each other. Do you tell each um, other you miss each other? Um, well, no, I, you know, his wife could be watching. Doesn't really, you know. doesn't really go there. I mean, she knows. She knows that I, I, I call her every couple of years just to say hi, and, and that's about it. That's, uh, yeah, it's about about a 30-minute conversation. I find it now. to be weird. I just think it's weird. To, like, I, I notice myself aging, but if I see somebody that I haven't seen in 25 years, mm-hmm. their aging is what age. Like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, at the damn. same place on the conveyor belt. Yeah. You like, look we're like together. But you're, it's like, come on. It all started to be with Brian, and that was like 20 years ago. Yes, yes. That was like at my 40th or something or around that time. Right. I went to pick him up at the airport, and he had just a little bit of gray. Mm-hmm. A little white right here, and I was like, oh. "How is that possible?" Right. And then, oh well, if it's him, then, then it it, maybe be. it's me too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I, I cannot look at myself in the mirror. It just does not match who the image of myself is. It just doesn't work. I can look at myself in the mirror. Yeah, and uh, and I say, you know, that's reality. I pal. can't face myself. I can't face myself. <laughs> I mean, I notice myself. Wait a second, I missed a. a I know that's me in the mirror. Yes, I'm just not 
really focusing. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, it's just sort of a passing. Okay, I recognize that guy. But I'm not real big right now. <laughs> if I gain weight, I have no relationship with the person in the mirror getting mm-hmm. out of the shower. Like if I'm gaining too much weight, that I can't stand. I can I can handle looking at the aging face and all that, but what I can't stand is when I, I get a glimpse of the mirror and it just seems like Sasquatch or somebody is uh, uh, walking through. So at least thin times. To talk about right now, I feel good spelt, about it. Both of you guys. getting old Bit. and 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 uh, and appearance and stuff. Do, does this happen to you guys? Because this is happening to me. It seems like more and more. I get random wrong number text messages, and uh, the the wrong number always says something along the lines of the opening line is something like, um, uh, "Hey, I found you in my contacts, but I don't have a name." Right? Uh, you know, is this? And then they just randomly you know, no, it's not. So you know, and it opens up a conversation this way. And yeah. the other one is, uh, uh, you know, hey, it's been a long time. Uh, how you been? Or something vague like that. Yeah. Or you know, I haven't seen you since you. So uh, and it's kind of a, a sort of a baiting kind of thing. So I respond, and invariably it's all the same thing. It kind of boils down to me responding with, uh, you know, something. I don't, you know, you know me. It's right. something along the lines of, uh, yeah, I miss you too, or something like that. Yeah. Wait a second, who is this? And then I just throw a name out there. Wait a second. I thought this was Jeff. It's Bob. You know, I make up right. a name. And then, uh, and then it comes down to, uh, oh, well, I'm sorry. I got the wrong number. Because they, you have cognition and the scam right. isn't going to work. Right. So they say, I got the wrong number. And I say, you know, it's okay. But, oh, as long as we're talking, you know, where huh. are you? And uh, it always goes into them extending the conversation, right? Really? Oh, absolutely. they go the other way. Once they realize right. they had yep. any kind of spark of nope. wit whatsoever, they'd be like, okay, we can't yeah. screw this guy. So, uh, so then, uh, uh, and and invariably, it uh, it comes down to, uh, well, I, you know, I do this. I'm in real I'm in Hong Kong. I'm in someplace else. I'll send you a picture, and then it's a lovely girl. I can't tell if it's a catfishing mm. thing or whatever, but it's like almost like a model kind of headshot sort of pose. And then I respond with, you know, saying, "Well, you're you're not interested in talking to me because I am a, a middle-aged or an older, uh, overweight, balding uh, man, right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, with you know tooth decay." You know, I just really, <laughs> I mean, I just really lay it out there, right. like, and the, yeah. you know, and it comes back. I don't mind. I like to have friends in oh, all absolutely. parts of the world. Yeah. Exactly. And that's pretty much where I am. What I get it, so. a lot of that, I, it's when it's like, I know there's got to be some kind of scam involved, but I just don't know what it is. And I asked Clark Howard about this once, and he goes, that is interesting. You should look into that. <laughs> you should look into that. Like, yeah, we're not going to. <laughs> is it, how, can you get more blown off by, uh, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yes. I thought, and I asked Clark like a week later, like, are you mad at me? <laughs> are, are you like because to me, me to go do the work i asked i came to you with this but um i get a lot of stuff where people are, are like uh hey we were in your neighborhood and we saw your house and you know we're buying houses oh, it's yeah. like what yeah. is the scam underneath that because i've been approached i've been approached that way by text i've been approached that way by somebody putting something on my mailbox yeah I don't know what the game is there. I don't know what the. Well, it's the if I was going to sell my house, it wouldn't be to some. Oh, somebody said, "Hey, I'd like to." What? Probably just to get sensitive information of any kind. Or- no, no. I think it's this. I think it's because the housing market is so hot that there are people out there essentially trying to troll the front leading oh. edge of the market. So you're. If you but even, this has been going on for. But like if you're even one- thinking about it, it's like they catch you before you go see a realtor, and they say, "Oh, you know, the guy I've been thinking Maybe. about." Oh, yeah. I'll you don't think it's them. that thing where because you hear these stories about how people's. Uh, Oh, right. titles are stolen. stolen yeah. So what you said yeah. is that yeah, maybe if I get in a conversation with them and at least start with 
the particulars of the home and whatever, mm. maybe they get enough information to go no. do that? Nope, they don't need to because all the information they need is actually in the public record. Right. Yeah. Stefan has changed my mind. I think it is just genuine marketing. It is. It's, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, yeah I, I get text messages like that as well. Are you still thinking about selling that property? And I like to respond to that one with, uh, I, I just got a higher bid. Did you have a better offer? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Why not, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, to me, I guess I consider everything a scam when someone approaches me. Yes. I just feel like in this world, in the society that we live in, well, I'm sure that if you want you. something, just, then you can go decide to go shop for it. Yep. But when people get in your face and try to convince you mm-hmm. that you want something, then I just assume that this is... This is a scam. If you know enough about selling techniques, you can spot it. This actually is happening to me right now. So the last few days, I've gotten calls from a company that is uh, their you know, like financial planning and stuff like that, right? And it's a, it's a legitimate name, right? They call me up and they say, hey, we're calling about your pension plan with the company that, I'm not going to say the name here, but the right. company that you work for. Well, gosh, they know that I work for that company. They know my name and they know I've got a pension plan. So they've got to have some kind of information. This has got to be quasi-legit. And then they say, hey, there's a, 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 an opportunity over the next two weeks to cash out of the pension plan at a higher rate, but it's only for two weeks. We're here to educate you about that. Okay, now that's mm, the first They're thing. educating. We're here to educate them. I said, so what's your business model? I asked that right. question. What's your business model? No, no. What we want to do is make sure that you're aware of all your options. <laughs> you know, when's a good time? And then they start asking questions this is another sales technique, by the way, if you don't know, right? They ask you questions where the answer to the question is yes. Are you concerned about your future? Y- y- yes. yes. I- is, is your it? pension important to you? Well, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Would you like to make sure that your wife is taken care of when you die? Oh, no. wait a second. So, you know, I get a few yes questions. So it's all these t- selling techniques. And so, uh, so we have a call today at five o'clock. And uh, I did my homework. I now know what the company is. And I found a subreddit that's out there where people oh. are calling this out, saying that this is what these people do. Somehow they got a hold of a list. I don't know. But why do you like playing games with I'm not people? playing games with them, by the way. I didn't know what it was, if it right. was legitimate, until this afternoon before I came in. But you don't have to do the thing at 5. You no, still no. Will. I think at 5 o'clock I'll get on. And I'm going to try to see if I can figure out how they got my name. But I'm sure I'm not going to find out. Right. Uh, but I'm going to end it pretty quickly. I'm not going to waste their time, and I don't want to waste my time. I could be doing anything else except that's right. that. So I am not going to call a SWAT in on you. There was a time when I would off, do yeah. that, when I would waste my time talking to these people. You know, and, it's uh, almost like performance art. Yeah, but yeah, it's just not fun anymore. But I don't, I don't understand uh, like the the commercials that Hannity does. You know, they say well, the title theft, home title yeah. theft. Like it seems to me that it wouldn't be that hard to prove that you're the homeowner. Mm. It's like, like I've, I've lived in one. Now, I guess if you're living in a house, you go through that period of your time where you're really moving up the corporate thing and like maybe you live in Atlanta for two years and then you live in L.A. for two years and you're, you're turning houses like that. Maybe I could see. But I've bought one house in my life mm. and I've lived in it for 23 years or so. Like how, like how hard would it be to go, well, here are my neighbors. Uh, they, I mean, you – you live in the home. How yeah. how hard would it be to get in front of a judge and say, he's not my landlord? Right. But meanwhile, they've already taken ownership of it legally uh, somehow. And, and the, it's like identity theft. Yeah, you can go through all of the gyrations of getting yourself out of it, but the effort that it takes to it do that. It just seems to me like it would be so is, easy. It's not. It, it turns out that it's not. By the way, let me do a little public service announcement here yes. on this topic. A little PSA? Yeah. Fulton County, uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, instituted this thing where all you got to do is register your cell phone number with Fulton County, 
And if anybody goes in and starts making inquiries about your title because they're preparing to do a sale of the property, they send you a text message and confirm if it's you. It's, oh. a, it's a two-factor authentication, which, by the way, isn't being done in any other counties, to my knowledge, in Georgia. Not yet, anyway. So something very easy well, to do. Well, I want to do that. You go in, you sign up for it, and uh, and it's great. It's great that they do that. Uh, in fact, uh, I think it might have been Clark Howard, actually, that I heard well, this he'd from be the one. initially. Yeah. So, uh, he'd be the one who would know. Very easy to sign up for that it and gives you a lot of peace of dastardly mind. Dastardly so. man. Yes. Who blew me off? Yes. Yeah, you should look into that. Yeah. Is, is there? Any, can you be more offended when speaking to Clark Howard about a consumer issue than when he turns to you and goes, "That's interesting. You should look into that." Yes. <laughs> okay, so you just don't. You know, I mean, I feel like I've wasted your time because I brought you something that you didn't <laughs> think, and you're in need of his content all the time, and also. That you just uh, don't like me. You're not willing to make a little extra effort. For I'm me. not. Uh, I'm not attempting to make any equivalency here. Here, but yes. you know, there's Dale Cardwell that's out there, and he calls himself a consumer investigator. Which but is, he accepts money. I know. I know. But he's out there investigating something. <laughs> so yeah, he, is investigating he is investigating whether or not you can get to paid pay him money <laughs> to, to, be to a say pitch that man. your product is great. Yes. And uh, Dale's great. Great. Don't sue me. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I'm just saying. Can you sue somebody for just revealing the business model? Is the that job title? No. no, I think it's pretty clear what his business model is. We get his uh, his flyer every year, and there's like 30 products out there that are that he basically pitches for. Right. And uh, I got that's tell a you, great. Thing. It's a sweet deal, right? It's a sweet deal. You just kind of sit back, and you, your name is attached to it. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any standard. There's no standard. Well, of, there was. I mean, he was like what, Channel Five or something, or Channel Eleven. For oh, years. was he like their consumer guy? Yeah, he was. Yeah, first he made the. Got the image in the town, mm. and then he was like, very smartly said, "Hey, there's a way I could trust it." I mean, I'm giving, I'm saying, is that that is, I'm applauding that. And saying it's, it's the business very, model. very, very smart man, Dale Cardwell. Should be Don't trusted. Don't sue me. You know what I did to make myself smarter for a couple of hours this morning? I Masturbation. Re- I always feel dumber. No, after, no for some reason I chose it's not so to. So fun. Why? Take that why is it? Route. Why does it feel? Why do you? Why, why do you feel dumber? Why do I feel dumber? And like it's it's, it's so much fun. How come it's I don't just go? Hey, satisfying. I guess, but exactly. it's just like, hey, it's I'm not hurting somebody. I'm not out there, you know, causing strife. And, Expanding your mind. You're learning anything you didn't know before. Yeah, I told you. I'm I'm following. I'm I'm reading the uh, Plato Republic. Yeah, I'm doing been, what I can. Learning. I mean, I can't read all day long every day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned about myself from that that I didn't know before is that those images would get me off. I didn't expect that. (laughs) I actually can masturbate to almost anything. (laughs) It turns out. Turn of the century architecture. I'm I'm dropping my pants. I'm still growing. I didn't imagine (laughs) that farm animals would do it for me, but, you know, when they're- Well, there's a long history. Oh, yeah. You know, that being a very- uh, I mean, people have given their lives for the love of horses. Yes. Uh, and uh, could you imagine? That's a hell of a way to go. I watched with Al Jazeera your guts being torn out yeah. gonna, by this I give him the huge the wheel. horse dick. <laughs> can you imagine? Yes, I can imagine. I mean, it must. I mean, <laughs> yes. The planning that you have to go through to make something like that happen. Mm. I mean, you really, really. Logistics. If you want a, if you want a horse, Police. fucking you. I mean, that's like something you really have to plan. Mm, mm. And then once at the point that you realize, oh, this horse is fucking me too hard and it's tearing my insides out and I'm dying. Mm. Yes. You must think to yourself, how come I did this? Right. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like maybe I should have thought a little bit further that something that large might actually this tear out the lining of my. 
innards. innards. That, that, mm-hmm. That's something you really can't sort of organize on your own. You do need help for yeah. that. I, I think you, there's got to be at least another. And I'm not person saying involved. it's not fun. Don't get oh, me wrong. Yeah, no, I'm just saying not. it's dangerous. You need yeah. a spot. That's why I uh, I can't uh, I can't have anal sex with really large men because what what kind of gets in my way of enjoyment is the the pain and I'm thinking well you know Emma is he like pushing poop further up the channel there that's Oof, never going to come no, back it's out not or that or, or is it you know yeah. just the size and that's what gets in the way of my enjoyment it's the size I get in my head I, I get I worry well about, if you don't you know, relax that's you just the aristocrats. can't enjoy it yes yes and that's the aristocrats <laughs> I watched Al Jazeera for two hours this morning and Are you what a was terrorist? amazing yes okay. what was amazing about this mm-hmm. is that it was a live feed from Gaza, mm-hmm. right? So I'm watching this, and I am my eyes are like saucers looking at this because I'm seeing rockets being launched from Gaza. I saw three rounds of rockets over the course of two hours being launched from Gaza. This is like an aerial shot, and I'm thinking, talk about a forward observer. I mean, don't they just really all they need to do is just tune in out zero. Oh, we recognize those buildings. Well, they're coming from there. Because right. they were coming from the same spot in the city every time. So I just couldn't imagine that anybody would be, I don't know, broadcasting that or allowed to broadcast. It, it just seemed very odd to me that you could see that yeah, you're sort basically of thing giving the, yeah. You're giving away the enemy's position or something, and it's, and it's Al Jazeera. Yeah, I kind of didn't expect them to be sort of showing that. And then on the other side, they were also showing footage of the uh, uh, the the Iron Dome, which is basically pa- Patriot missile system, right? right? Yeah, yeah. The Iron Dome rebranded uh, Patriot missile system, you know, and then blowing up those rockets as they entered, you know, Israeli airspace. So it was fascinating to see these things sort of unfolding in front of my eyes, and and having reporters, of course, reporters. Reporters oh, during oh, they're war- They're so with, courageous, aren't they? With no information, you know, and this is very typical too, and, and like disasters and stuff like that. Uh, we've got uh, footage here where they've, they've actually uh, uh, bombed a ship. Now the ship is in flames. You're looking at this on this camera. It's in flames and it appears to be a vessel that is floating on the water that's docked there in the harbor. As you can see there, it's, it's got uh, a hull and, and there are flames coming out of it. Now the flames seem to be quite high and we're not quite sure if that was a military target or not, but- Certainly, right. you know, if it is a military target, then that would be a target. There's blabber for on live coverage. With no yeah, information. With live coverage, yeah. actually, when a war breaks out, I feel like being there and being embedded is one of the, for context, one of the worst places to be. Yeah. Now, if it was like the old days where people were sent into these war zones with the idea that they would produce one article a week. Yes. For the New York Times or for some, you know, Washington so Post or whatever. Sort of deep story. You're getting, and then, and then maybe after the conflict's over, a year goes by, and you write a book in reflection. Then yeah. the experience of actually being there, then coming back, then doing the studying of everything and putting it all in context. Then you can add something. Yeah. What the world knows, what it was like on the inside. Being embedded while a conflict is going. You're really the. Mo- it's like when you're too close to the stage. Yes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. oh, we got these really great seats, but it turns out that it's a big light and sound thing. And yeah. if you're really close to the stage, you don't get benefit of anything. And it's kind of like that. But they all value it so much with being on the ground they do. and uh, like everybody's doing their news from there. I find it kind of sick. There's there's no need for the guy or gal at the anchor desk to be right, there. To be there. Other than yeah. to use it as a backdrop for how important of a news authority you are. Mm. We go to these places that are hot spots, but there's no there's no need for that. You could the anchor could 
have a reporter in the field who, by the way, probably does that for a living and is going to get way more information. And they're going to be there anyway because yeah. they're the ones who are really going to do the reporting that comes out of the anchor's mouth anyway. Exactly. We're not putting our anchor yeah. in harm's way by any stretch of the imagination. And yeah. it's just, I, I find all of it, I just, I'm. I'm just not watching hardly anything yeah. of it. Between the Bills losing and this war starting over the weekend, no, they are. I've been watching a lot of lecture series stuff on YouTube and just trying. There's nothing. I don't know. I mean, I heard again. Who was in for Eric today? I don't know. But it was just like you're either on the side of good or you're on the side of evil. And, of course, if you're on the side of good, what that means is you're willing to have the showdown now. Why wait for the Armageddon and the apocalypse? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Are you on the – and it's just – it's such a uh, – no, you can't tell everybody that they belong in one bin or the other, mm. either good or evil. Uh, you know, some people can in a nuanced way, for, for instance, like I just worry about, you know, the puppet masters – how are they going to use this against me? That's how I think of it. Yeah. It's like you have genuine moral outrage that's real, and we're seeing people who are obviously innocent being taken, you know, and, and so my question is, all right, the people at the very top, military-industrial complex, how are they going to use my genuine moral outrage against me this time. Mm. What are they going to sign me up for? Mm, yep. You know, and then I turn on the radio and it's just, it, you know, it's us and them and it's, it's good oh, yeah. and evil. And, pl- and you plenty can't, of descriptions and about the kinds of things that are happening, the atrocities yeah. that are happening on the ground. We yep. can't talk about anything anymore with any nuance whatsoever. Yeah. It's either you're either all in or the world would have been much better off had you never been born. I mean, it's just, it, there's nothing in between. And so I just, my wife and I, we just decided last night well, we're just going to spend all of our money until they blow up the To planet. that end, and not letting a, a good opportunity pass, Tom Hartman uh, is uh, posted on, on X. By the way, whenever you say X, you have to also say formally known Twitter. as Twitter. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so let's see. Hamas apparently knew how to get around Israel's Iron Dome defenses. They probably learned this from Iran, probably learned this from Iran. Iran almost certainly got the information from Russia. And who gave it to Russia? Sure, looks like it was Donald Trump yeah. at the request of Putin while he was in the White House. So let's go ahead and connect these dots. And basically what you're seeing now, it's Trump's fault. Yeah. I, yeah, it's I, it's I, Trump's I, fault. And it also still leads to war with Iran, which is both of our objectives are being yes. worked out perfectly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, the idea of trying to, I'm 59 years old. This problem has been a problem on the planet since I've been here and for 20 years before I was born. Yeah. This whole conflict has been going on. But, of course, the reason this happened, mm. yes. you know, it, yeah. I think he was too young to blame the Yom Kippur War yeah. on Trump. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like it's just it's an absurd of course, the policies of every president, probably, if you went through with a fine-tooth comb, oh, yeah. you could find whatever. I don't even think we know what he told. Uh, no. It wasn't Putin in the White House. It was uh, Lavrov or somebody. Well, a couple a, of different, the ambassador and somebody else, and he started telling them there's something. There's enough apparently's, probably, certainly's, and, and oh, looks yeah. likes <laughs> in this post. But let's get this going. Yeah, exactly. You know. Let's get this because going. Because we're losing yeah. our Trump cachet because this war is knocking everything yeah. else out. So let's see if we can put – my favorite one of those was uh, – so Trump is elected in 2016 – and then I think 2017 is the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I actually came across an article no. that said, 
What can the Beatles Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band tell us about Donald Trump? And I didn't read the article, but I yelled at it. Nothing. Nothing. Just on the headline? You just missed it I, I on did, the You know what? I really did. I made that tragic uh, error of uh, just coming to my own conclusion uh, that they'd never heard of him. Missed opportunity to click and find and learn something yeah. really, really meaningful there. I've learned too many things. I've found. I would like to have less knowledge in my head yes. going forward. It weighs it down. It weighs the head down. All that knowledge on it leads to neuroses. Zelensky did drop a little bit of knowledge, too. He, he said, based on available information, very clear information, it is Russia's interest to inflame war in the Middle East yeah, to remember create a me. new source yeah. of pain and suffering that would weaken that, global unity. Hey, that yeah. war, that war is still this war. Right. We're all, hey, don't, we, I just saw, as I was walking through, I haven't read anything that's, Saw on CNN, just uh, Biden's up there. You know, we're going to yeah. fund. I'm going to ask Congress to fund. We don't have any money. Where we are now, we've gotten to the point now where we're over two trillion dollar yearly deficit. Mm. We have to pay over two trillion dollars a year to service the debt. If you have a, if you've gotten upside down in your credit cards, you know what this is like. Is where all you can afford is just to pay the bare minimum, bare minimum yeah. and everything else just keeps compounding, and you're just inside of this thing. Mm-hmm. That until that day when you win the lottery, right. you're fucked. No, you're upside a, you down. You can reach a tipping point uh, unless which you is figure out Greece. an infusion. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. An infusion of cash, or it's like the the economy is nowhere. We have all kinds of. We have no idea what's going on in the economy. Yeah. Uh, I, and now it's just, well, yeah, we're just uh, America always has money for war it somehow. Like, well, yeah, you know, so. people living under bridges bank over here. Yeah. We use just people living under bridges all over the place. I'm not seeing a, I'm not seeing hundred billion dollars going in that direction. But we always have money for war. Yeah, and I'm just saying war, war, wars that you're in favor of, wars that you're not in favor of. I'm confused now. So you're the people under the bridges. You're saying we should be giving them the rocket launchers. Well, I'm not. I'm sure. I'm saying we should maybe reallocate. If the, we're going to waste a hundred billion dollars, yes. I'd rather waste it on our own neediest citizens yes. yeah. than you know bombs and shit to drop on people it's all over a, the it's world. It's amazing when you go and you buy fireworks. The whole point of handing over your money is that you get something that you essentially throw away. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, well, that's, that's everything. That's it? well. Ultimately? I mean, maybe ultimately everything. You sleep on a mattress for twenty years, so you get a little bit of value out. Are of Are you that, really but, impressed with the, the uh, five-star Michelin chef? And he puts it on. It's all pretty and everything. Yeah, okay. yeah. As my friend Greg Russ has often pointed out, it all looks the same on Once the way again, out. <laughs> what are you paying for? <laughs> Uh, uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, I, so I've been trying to avoid it as much as possible, which may seem strange given what I do for a living. I know, I know. But I, I am not live streaming the apocalypse yeah. or Armageddon well, for any of other people. Doing if you're it, having the Armageddon, so. I'm over here dancing my ass off until the <laughs> I'm you know you and just blow the whole thing up. I uh, I'm worried that the uh, Empire State Building is not going to be painted in blue and white instead of blue and yellow, and mm-hmm. and that that's going to signal the end of the war in Ukraine. I, I, I you, that's you know, Zelensky's I, concern. I, I think people are going to be changing their avatars, and it's it's going to be a real problem because that's whatever we that's do. Where all the support is. Remember this, folks. Whatever we do, the last thing in the world we should be encouraging is peace. <laughs> it's yeah. the most dangerous thing. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard everybody. It's and peace is just so dangerous. Do you know how many people get killed through this concept of peace? Mm. It's really 
you really it's uh, it, it's being involved very early and very uh, all in when it comes to war. That's the best way to keep um, uh, from being in other wars. Eric, you must be ignorant of the prophecies. There are many prophecies that are will oh. will be coming to fruition. Mm. I'm not ignorant, believe me. <laughs> I sometimes I'm, I'm almost a believer at this point. <laughs> when you look around the world, um, uh, can't ignore these things. Know, I just I just think human beings just suck. Yeah, just you know, it's like what you can't figure it out. We gave peace can't a figure chance. it out. We gave peace a chance. It didn't yeah, work. Didn't work. Yeah, it's a good song though. Yeah, everybody talk about ragism, tagism, thisism, mm. thatism, isamism up. Yep. I kind of want to see more Taylor Swift on football now. I'd yeah. Be a little better. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> my, my head. <laughs> I think I'd rather I'd rather play footsie with deep uh, into the ground Armageddon than have to deal with Taylor Swift's. You know, there lipstick face showing moments, up in another press box. Moments of joy. The ninth inning double play yes. uh, last night uh, just uh, allowed me just for a brief moment to forget the world and all of its problems and just uh, just rejoice. I literally tuned in two minutes before that happened. That's uh, lucky it was for fantastic. you. Fantastic. Did I didn't have to sit through. I was driving home. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I didn't have to sit through all the tension. I turned it on. Yep. Two minutes later, Austin Riley. Yeah, and I went through eight innings of hell just uh, clenching my teeth, worried, but uh, it's great. That's why I do that. Just tune in at the end. Yeah. Then yeah. you're not invested. Oh, they lost. <laughs> you're sitting there going through it. It's like, oh. I have to time it better next time. What are we going to time uh, after this? What, what happens next? We're going to be doing the Von Hessler Doctrine. It'll be more of this from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 95.5 WSB. Be there or be square. Hell yeah. I just want you to know I can see through your masks. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour One of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable radio chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. And I can confirm that Shaq's Krispy Kreme is the truth, Eric Von Hessler. If I have to hear one more word, about Shaq's reopened Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Tell me how my donuts taste. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about these millennials and Gen Zers. I don't know what it is. But Jared tried to have three conversations with me about going to Krispy Kreme. Oh, he went there? And they all were very, very short because I just don't have a lot for that conversation. It's a donut shop. It's a known donut shop. It's not like Fred's Donuts. It's Krispy Kreme. It's a brand. You know what the donuts are going to taste like. And his ATL pride slash goofiness, whatever. But then as I got out of like the third time, like, oh, that's nice. Would they have donuts? Yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah. Oh, no, but let me tell you, it was really, it was, there was an homage to the old one and there's a picture. And, and so I walk away from this conversation. <laughs> like 35, accurate, 35 accurate. minutes later, I walk down the hall 
and he is uh, with someone nearer his age. And I, there's like three people gathered around his pictures of it, and it's like, oh my god, this is you went. What was it like? How are they? It's like, well, it smelled like, like a Krispy Kreme. I mean, I I I don't know what to say about generation gaps, but that <laughs> one definitely. Um, I am not standing in line for anything ever again as long as I live. If I can help it, if I see a line, that's a place that Eric Von Hessler doesn't want to go. Not today. I'll wait two weeks. They're donuts. Yeah, but when you get when I walked in the door initially, even though there was a little bit of a line, they offered me a free glazed donut just for coming to visit today. Hey, yo, fatty. You know they sound like these kids. They they sound like uh, like our aunts and uncles in Western New York do nothing but talk about food all day. This all is why I, they ate a good fish fry. You know, like. <laughs> that's why I had to leave. Oh, I ran out of things to. The Dunkin' Donuts on Route 3. Right there, but yeah. But afterwards, we had breadsticks. Yeah. All those breadsticks down at Wegmans. Oh, all you can yeah. eat. Yeah, all oh. you can eat. Uh, it's, it's a bottomless you basket. You guys have to talk about the technology in the restaurant, too, because that was a big conversation that everybody was reveling about. They were they're oh, they donuts. An automated donut glazer. Well, they're it was donuts. That, it was that, but then, like, the way you purchased, the, their whole process. That takes jobs wow. away from people. Cool. Wow. You use iPad to order something? This is why I had to leave. I can go to McDonald's for that. I had to leave Western New York because I, at some point I was just sitting on a couch in the middle of winter in somebody's home and I just said, I can't listen to people talk about restaurants and food anymore. <laughs> Aunt Diane died eating that fish fry the other day. It was tasty. She, she looked happy until she collapsed. There was something about this Krispy Kreme, guys. It just tasted a little bit better. I, I, like, the, I like the one in Alpharetta better. Oh, They're yeah. all the same. There's not, one here that's the best because it's closest to my house. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't that's get excited. Favorite. I'm glad. I mean, was is this the place was like burnt down twice or yeah, something? Yeah, 2021 investigations still. They haven't caught the perp. Oh, that means they know who did it, but it's just politically incorrect to go after them. <laughs> I would, I should imagine. There are some unhoused individuals around there that may some. have done something. Unhoused? Just a, what is, what is just, a, just a sprinkling. Yeah, yeah people what? who don't have homes. Yeah. Instead of homeless, you just call them unhoused now. Is that nicer? Yeah. It's it's nice. sounds, how does it, how does it, how We've is talked it about nicer? That. You know what this is. No, I know, but I mean, well, how is it nicer? Well, it's, it's just not. Homeless. Sterile. You don't just, have a home. It's just the word. Unhoused. Gonna, yeah. How is it's that nicer? It's just the word that we're going to use until this word becomes more demonized, right. and then we're going to go back to yeah. homeless. Well, who decides these things? There's a Is lot of a homeless committee? ladies and gentlemen in this country. No. Oh, damn. And you would never want them to get together for a powwow. No. Or a That's picnic. wrong, too. Or a picnic. You can't say picnic anymore. Where does that come from? Picnic is problematic. Uh, I think I know, and I don't want to get into it's it. It's two French words. It's a portmanteau, but yeah. dumb people think it means something else. And a portmanteau, oh. by the way, for Americans is a smush. Yes. We call them smushes. What? Smush up. I yeah. put a portmanteau up in this. <laughs> yeah. I just found an article from The Guardian uh, that, that you'll appreciate here. I'm going to put it in our I'll tell you what I'll appreciate. It says, uh, America, come over there and I'll punch you in the face. It's, it says, it says uh, is it okay to use the word homeless, or should you say unhoused? And it gives you the uh, the methods when you should use. No, I don't, I don't want to read an no, article no, that tells no, me no anything need. like that. The person right. who wrote that article is somebody I never ever want to meet, have a beer with, find out is in my larger family. So I don't want a niece or a nephew to marry into that family. I don't ever. Why would I read this article? The, to so write you're that still art- saying picnic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get I'm so annoyed with the all of it. The world is going to explode. Yes. And we're like squabbling. My wife over and I. Word. Yeah, my my wife and I. Yes, that we came to a conclusion. We're looking at the world right now. We're just going to spend all of our money before they blow up the planet. 
<laughs> this, the, what, what, is, what is the sense? What is the sense? I'm doing everything I can. I don't know what... I'm doing everything I can to not be embedded inside of this. Because now it's just a live stream. It's the only story. Which makes you wonder. Not obviously this is a huge story. I'm not arguing that it's not. But it, when, when one story comes along, and it's usually war that does this, whether we're in it immediately or whatever. But when one story comes along and it's the only story... It makes you wonder about, like, well, did all the other stories stop? Or on normal days, when there isn't something this big, are they just making mountains out of molehills? Because obviously, um, in, in the last few days, there's only been one story. Surely, there's still other things going on. They're still looking for a Speaker of the House. The Trump trials are still going on. But when something like this shows up, doesn't it kind of like show you... Yeah, those other stories aren't really all that important <laughs> when something actually very important shows up. I think when COVID was popping up initially, like we were going yeah. through so many different things in the news cycle, and then it was like you would go to the main page of like ABC News and be yeah. COVID this, COVID, COVID, COVID. You hardly COVID. knew there were fires everywhere in every major city. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the COVID came first and then the right. fires, right? But uh, so for me, I, I, I'm just going to say, but for I understand what has happened i understand what's going on but there's nothing that i can do about it i can't even do anything concerning the representatives and how our country will respond i recognize there's no connection there and i would warn people do not get sucked into this thing where you are at the edge of your seat and you are introduced to every individual and what could happen and how, because there's not, I'm a solutions oriented person. If I'm going to think about something for a very long time, it's because I'm trying to work it out. Like, how can I fix this if it needs to be fixed? How can I create this logically if it needs to be created and executed? There is nothing for me in just being embedded in a story 24 hours a day that does nothing but make me sad and angry and tense when there is absolutely nothing I can do about it. And what I want to say to people is be careful, be careful because uh, the military industrial complex knows when you're weak. This is my question is, because because what happens is you're into the story, you're into the story, you're into the story, there's nothing you can do about it, and then your government comes along and says, well, yeah, but there's something we could do about it. If we can get you to buy in, there's something that we can do about it. I mean, I just saw, I didn't even see the speech that Biden gave, but I walked past the monitor a couple hours ago and on CNN, you know, Biden said, well, we're going to ask Congress for money. What money? What money? I, I think our... Deficit, yearly deficit is now almost $2 trillion, maybe more. That's what it costs to service the debt. So we're going to keep on going forever, as long as it takes, if every with a proxy war, and now we're going to do... But the people living under bridges, there's never $100 billion to waste on them. America always has more money needed for war. And I'm a libertarian, so I believe that the bureaucrats are going to waste anything. So if you turned $100 billion toward the homeless, I'd be sure 50 of it would be wasted by bureaucracy. But it does seem to me 
that we never have a hundred billion for homeless, but we always have hundreds of billions of dollars that we can tap, no matter how in debt we are, for war. So now we're just going to add this to however long it takes in Ukraine. Be careful, because the more you concentrate on something that you can't solve, then the government's going to come in, use your emotions against you, and take advantage of you and say, well, this is one way to respond. And then you'll find out 15 years later that they were writing papers about that 15 years before they had the opportunity. They wanted to get rid of Saddam Hussein, and they used your emotions and your patriotism and mine against us. Say, hey. Let's go to war with Iraq. We've been wanting to do that for five or six years. Hey, yes. it'll, it'll be easy to pay America if every U.S. citizen, including your kids and everything like that, if they all write a check for $99,841, we're debt free. Oh, well, there you go. Look then we that. can That's restart. The solved. We can restart. I'm not minimizing what's going on. What I'm saying is watch. Be careful. If you get sucked into streaming it all day long and you walk away with nothing but tension and stress and anger and pain... That will be used against you. Your government's going to come along and go, we can speak for you. Um, you know, it might, you know, you might have to give us your sons and daughters, and we might spend a whole bunch of money, and we might be there for 20 years, but we've got a response for you. And also, I want to say that, as usual, the national uh, news corps are just... You know, just to me, so obviously exploiting everything. Do any of these anchors have to be in Tel Aviv? Ask yourself that question. Are, are they all there now? I'm sure David Muir, I know Anderson Cooper yeah. is there. Ask yourself that. Is it? Is the reporting, you know what, guy? I just got to get, I, is that really the thinking behind this? I, I can't be behind this desk. I've got to get there. I've got to get my my hands, my feet on the ground. And, no, it's not that at all. They're, they're, they're using the tragedy of war again as a backdrop to burnish their brand in news. I was there. Anderson Cooper, David Muir. You really think? You, listen, if they stayed in D.C. or New York City, wherever they, their desk is, and they and they actually went to somebody who was in Tel Aviv. That person's still there, and that person is still doing most of the work, while the anchors make sure that their makeup. Can you imagine taking the time to get your makeup right in the middle of a war zone? That's what that's all about. You know, there is just no news. There's no news that better coverage that CNN gets by Anderson Cooper being there or ABC if they're if David Muir is there or any of them it is simply to use the misery and backdrop of war to say he's our guy and hard to you know that kind of thing so you don't think that Anderson Cooper is out there on the streets you know getting audio and getting no, some video no, clips no, of people no. that are the exact same person in a, in a helmet and a press flak jacket that that he would have talked to by satellite, that person's still there, and that person is still doing most of the work. It's just that, hey, you're not getting that airtime. It's really quite disgusting. How much of what you watch during the day about this whole thing is about, uh, is it possible to end this? Is there any way, is there any way out? I mean, it's, we're only a few days in. Is there any way out? But, uh, 
Everybody in their roles, and the proper role of the news anchor is to exploit the misery of others to burnish your brand name. Way to go. Time to give stuff away. Two tickets to see Depeche Mode this very Sunday, October 15th at State Farm Arena. All you have to do is be caller number 10 to 404-872-0750. A handful of tickets are on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. Congratulations to Tom Perkins of coming. Won two tickets to see Depeche Mode this Sunday, October 15th at State Farm Arena. A handful of tickets. This is what I'm told. A handful of tickets (laughs) are still on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Yes, indeed. I I didn't realize you were that excited about 1989 being re-released. No, I I was looking through these uh, headlines here. And what a surprise. After all that Taylor Swift stuff, sweeping the nation... Oh, she's got her new product. She's got her new old product available yeah, today. Taylor's version. She's insatiable. Her appetite for fame and glory. She's insatiable. She can never be filled. She can never think you can get too much of her, you know? I mean, at least the Beatles all these years, they just come back to get me to buy something once or twice a year. She has no problem. This is like, tour, okay, now the thing with the NFL, okay, got another product, okay. another. T- as far as Taylor Swift is concerned, you're, you never get enough of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Everyone else in their marketing strategy has a go away for six months. Let people almost forget you. And then when you come back, it's like, oh, how refreshing. We haven't seen your face in quite some time. But well, Taylor is just like, no, I'm a bulldozer, man. I'm, I'm not leaving a penny well, behind on the ground, <laughs> I am going to get every penny that every fan has in their pocket. Well, for Halloween weekend here in Atlanta, there's going to be a drag brunch that is uh, Taylor Swift 1989 theme. So, what, like drag queens like pretend to be Taylor yeah. Swift and, and then lip sync? Boring. Stuff? <laughs> that does sound boring. <laughs> but hey, come on. Drag queens are supposed to tell like double entendre. You know, they're supposed yeah, to get and you. Sing you know. songs by like the Scissor Sisters. Yes. Or like. Or even go back to like Judy Garland's catalog yes. or something. I want them to start crying in the middle of their thing, yeah, all campy and maudlin, you know? Campy, yeah. yeah. They got to update wanna, their references, s- too. What? Right? They That's have to update point. their references. Yeah, but Taylor Swift isn't enough of like a no. vampy character to no. even do her. She no, just she's just stand no. there with red lips yeah, and bangs. She's, she's, she doesn't give you, as a drag queen, she doesn't give you what Cher gives you or Liza or True. you know people like that, which is character. And what is Taylor Swift's personality? She's a, a, like, a glass of milk. <laughs> I like nice people. Yeah. Okay. Register to vote. Yeah. What's popular? I'm for that. <laughs> just like this, Get drag queens. Drag queens are supposed to be, you know, snarky, sassy, sassy and you know, camp and all yeah, she that. She had that rep, uh, the Reputation tour a couple a couple years ago. That was when she had to really and? fight back against. Uh, yeah, that was a good all tour. of her haters. Yeah, yeah, all of her haters. Like, it, and by the way, what constitutes a hater? Somebody who doesn't buy her album or oh, her, pardon her me, mis- I'm Oliver Hater. Oh, oh my <laughs> and, goodness, uh, she really dislikes me quite a bit, and uh, <laughs> she, she wrote a lot of songs about me. It's your surname. She just doesn't like you. She does not like my letters. Asked me to change it. I said, well, no, that's our name I was born with. I'm about to point to George. Do we have a segment to go we to? We sure do. Uh, I'm going to find out what it is. Let's do this. It's time for studies, surveys, and polls. Pretty self explanatory, I would think. 
And I'm not it. in the mood to explain it any further than that. So give me a study, <laughs> a survey, or a poll. All right. I have got a brand new poll that just came out. It's Ipsos. Ipsos and ABC News. Biden's approval near lowest of his term. This is uh, mainly based off of the immigration concerns going on at the border right now. So he's... he's he was kind of trending upward for a little while, but now what, it's for like super twenty-eight low. to thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why ever been? People can see what's going on here. Like, the guy's not even there. I don't even know how you can even politically necessarily dislike Kamala the same way. I mean, she's just oh. such a lightweight. At least she would stick around and answer questions. This guy just folds himself into a, the backdrop. What do you think? He's split. like a transformer? He, just no, like, he comes he out. He comes like a smaller they wheeled him out today. And... They wheeled him out today to do his thing about what's right. going on in the Mideast. And then he just turns around, you know, that weird bald dandruff head of his and just <laughs> meanders into the back. That sounds like editorializing. Well, there's there. a little, I, I don't know that the, uh, shuffling the state around. of his scalp really can, but is part of she policy would stay around. She would shampoo. stick around and answer well, I know. Well, she's obviously got her Questions wits about her. One of my favorite. Yeah, yeah see? I've what? never been asked a really good question. Yes, yes. It's hilarious. I know. You know. It's hilarious. When but people she's another... have questions, yeah. it's important that mm-hmm. you address the who, the what, the where, <laughs> the why, and the when. And the how. Okay. And the how. You know, I always forget that yeah, how. Yeah. He was the only one that doesn't start with a W. I always forget <laughs> So, like, I don't know, like, when people get angry at her, it's like, she's such a lightweight. She's such a poor politician. Doesn't matter what as a politician, left, right, what you're selling, what you're pitching, you know, whatever. She's such a lightweight and so bad at just being a politician. I don't know how people can get angry. I'm almost the same way with Biden. It's like, the dude's not even there. But dude, he's just, he's not even there. That's the weird world that we live in. And people are like, we could probably have somebody who isn't completely scandal ridden. Do you see that his brother? This yeah, Biden the picture family. of his brother is oh epic. Like people, Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, he's the youngest. He's 10 years younger. Um, he's a whippersnapper at 70. Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, admits naked selfie on this is a gay dating site I've never heard of. Guyswithiphones.com. Never heard of it. Dating. <laughs> and, and what? what Guyswithiphones.com. So is it for a, like old guys with I don't know. Like, Yes, yes, yes. Okay. If you have or, a Samsung, you're not going to be able to get on. He's referred to as daddy in the comments quite daddy. often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but it's and, and he says he's been hacked. Yes, it is him. You have to click through the story, Autumn, because he, the picture that he's taken. This was back when he was sixty-four. Oh, he was really young then. This dude, ripped. ripped. These guys are like they, these are these these they go to Costa Rica are get, just sexual animals. That's how they do it, though. I they mean, go to Costa Rica and they get the uh, stem cells. You say, what? Yeah. I don't know. You getting me involved in some sort no, of George Clark uh, kind of? You be telling Mel me Gibson about uh, takes his dad down there and gets it done. Are you telling me some kind of thing? Like, <laughs> they, they excite the children and then pull their blood no, out. No, of no, them. no. These, These are, are kind of He looks great. So. I, yeah, I know, but me, man. Can I, I like that nip. I don't care who you are. <laughs> don't take a <laughs> selfie with you nude with a toilet in the background because all I'm going to think <laughs> about is that sometimes you. 
You use that toilet. Pretty girls. Pretty girls. Don't take your selfie in front of the bathroom mirror and I can see the toilet. I just think, oh, she poops in there. Like it ruins everything. No, I go outside. (laughs) It ruins everything. Next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it's yellow, stay mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. I want to see the un. Blurred. I'm sure you can. I'm sure Tim Andrews can find it. I've seen the Eminem ones. Apparently, this is. If I find it, I will. (laughs) God, he's not even covering his face. No, well, it was you know, he's got that. He's got that. Um, he claims it was hacked out of his phone, and he was doing it for his wife or girlfriend or uh, whatever. Maybe. I, well, maybe you know, he's got that thumb that you have. What thumb? That thumb that goes like ninety degrees in the opposite. Oh, direction. Oh, do I have something? In, do I have something in common with Biden? Oh my you goodness! Sure wow, you don't well, have abs like that though. I mean, no, I do not. But I would not want. I don't want to look strange. In the bath, the, the, to- the toilet right behind you. How do you know that? About that? That's a sexy toilet. These Bidens. I told him where oh, it melts. Man, you get you get a lot of other pictures. Uh, oh, of here. what? Once you From start looking for who? What else? You got? Bidens. <laughs> the Bidens have a fruitful oh, listen, catalog have you, of pictures. Have online. you? Tim Andrews has all the stuff off his laptop. Has he sent you those things? I sent I them mean, in twenty twenty when I saw them the first time. Seen the M and M's? Oh yeah, I've seen that. I mean, just just pretend. Just pretend that everything is the same except those M and M's are on the Johnson of Donald Trump Jr. Would that not be wallpaper? Well, there'd only be one. No, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> would, if that take was, that. Uh, you just change everything about the story. Yes, Ex- of I mean, it's exactly the same. You just change the name, and you will not, You at this point, you would not have been able to meet an adult who hadn't seen that picture. It wouldn't be possible. All right, we've done a poll, so that leaves... It dwindles your options to a certain degree in study surveys and polls. Oh, do I, I have feel to? like it. Well, I feel like we want some variety. If you want to hit, look, if you want to follow a poll with a poll, that's your lifestyle. Well, I love Don't hearing let all. me get involved. I, hey, love- I was hacked. <laughs> you, I, were you hacked? <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. I, I like love- the president's brother? <laughs> I certainly hope not. I, uh, I love hearing RFK JR on the show, so I, I'm, I'm going this way because of that. Because a, a second poll. A Reuters, ladies and gentlemen, this is highly unorthodox. I know, I know. This is a bigger poll here. A Reuters Ipsos poll has found that in a hypothetical head-to-head-to-head, Trump is at forty percent, Biden's at thirty-eight percent, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is at fourteen percent. I hope to be at twenty-five by sometime in January. I saw, is this the article that starts with uh, RFK JR is doing very well in the polls, but it may not last? Yes. It, okay, <laughs> could, doesn't that apply to every yes. politician? You could say the, when you're a year, when you're a, we're talking, you're a, we're more than a year away from the election in, in question here. RFK, Couldn't you put that for anything? Trump is doing quite well in the Republican primary, but. It may not. You could you could add, but it may not last to everything. RFK, Otherwise, they just go ahead and have the election today. He's not very happy about this headline that came out from CNN because well, the fact that they would go after you like that yeah. to say that your polling's going to well, go down. They don't like me. They say that I'm crazy anti-vaxxer <laughs> when in fact I'm not. Yeah. And all I did was question Dr. Fauci, and I wrote a book about it. But I think my numbers will probably go up once people hear me speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know who he's going to pull him off. I have no idea what this election is going to look like a year from now. Oh. I mean, who knows? The economy could be totally in the sewer. It could be have, make, doing a rebound. We're going to have Wes Moss on next. He still looks so handsome. He has all of his hair. How old do you gl- think he is? Like 45 or yeah, something? Yeah, in his mid-40s. He's got his glasses on, too. If you too, keep so your hair... Yeah, he, he wants to be like Jake Tapper and look all book smart. <laughs> but <laughs> if you keep your hair like Wes Moss has at like 45, you've just got it, right? Like oh, You're yeah. not going to lose it if you keep it that... Good-looking man. He winked at me. That's right. I feel special. Hey, if you missed any of today's show, you don't have to worry. You can stream or download the Full Doctrine podcast. That includes a pre-show 30 and a post-show 30. Those are both completely commercial-free. And you can go find those at WSBRadio.com, the WSB Radio app, or any of your favorite podcast providers brought to you, as always, by our friends at Findlay Roofing. Hour 2 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently is now a uh, life coach of some kind. He has a new self-help book out called Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. Yeah. Seven Tools? Seven Tools for Life is avoiding the Jordan Peterson type of thing. <laughs> Listen to me, I hope you get in the good shape. I have a little audio here where I think it was on CBS this morning, whatever, he said... Uh, Go for the stars. I just want to let people know that you don't have to go for the little things. Go for the big things. Go for the stars. That's what yeah. I always did. Mm. I was not interested in just becoming Mr. Austria. I wanted to be Mr. Universe, Mr. Olympia, to be the world's greatest yeah. body. You wanted to do it all. You wanted, wanted to do it all. all. And then, you know, then you figured out how far can you go with the whole thing. For right? sure. You know, at the end, he kind of pulls it back. goes, ah, you're probably not me. You're not going to become Mr. Universe. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're not, probably not. But, you know, you don't just hire the maid. Be the maid. <laughs> do the maid. Have baby with the maid. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> What's the market doing with Money Matters, Wes Moss? That's right. You really shot for the very top. You're having sex with the maid. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you really, went, you really yeah, went for the stars I, there. Yeah, yeah, You're there in Beverly Hills. You went. <laughs> find the one that won't talk. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live and learn, right, Arnold? But the child, he's, the boy is great. He's good. You yeah. guys get along very well. Not one's a pansy. This one's strong. Wes Moss, I believe, is of the... <laughs> <laughs> is, is of the age, which I will not release. He's, he's like a, he's like a lady. You don't tell Wes Moss's age. But I believe that oh, we have decided on, we have decided that we, where he is on his age timeline and the fact that he still has a full head of hair means you've just got it for the rest of your life. And that makes me very, very jealous of you, Mr. Handsome Face. I Wes do Moss. wonder is there is there I, nobody's. I've never looked at it that way. If you kind of make it past a certain point, well, you're going to keep is. your hair. I've yeah. had not heard that before. I, I ignored the fact that some of mine was leaving me in my late twenties, but then it really didn't show up to like thirty three or thirty four, and then it took off like a jetliner. So, <laughs> but did uh, you I, get that information? Is that like on Reddit? I mean, if it's on Reddit, no, no, I, I made it up. It. No, okay. I'm just okay. saying. Oh, I'm, just uh, this is anecdotal. <laughs> I'm just thinking the guys who keep a full head of hair, like in their head. I mean, this one over here, he's fifty something. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And uh, he's got a full head of hair. You're Your gonna... dad have a full head of hair? Yep. Yeah. So and he's uh, gets a late little thin. 70, so. Gets a little thin after a while, but uh, I, I have hate... a full head of hair. Yeah, you're a woman. It doesn't count. Yeah, I just yeah. want to be a part of something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we're not. I won't going... be a part of this the the discussion with West Moss either because I don't have any money. You know what we're not going to do is we're not going to allow Autumn to play in any of our reindeer games, right? Well, we're we're talking about geopolitical <gasps> events, Autumn, that impact all of us. So this is a this is a group conversation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yes. Yes. It is. Okay. First of all. On on the economics. Do you do you you buy gas? Yes, Uh, I do buy gas. Do you buy buy Girl Scout cookies? No. 
No, she doesn't care about well, never mind charities of any kind. I had a kind. stat for you, but She's never a very mind. Cold... Oh, then yes. And I love Thin Mints. Well, they're, 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 then that, that She's trying to make up for her improv mistakes yeah. by yes and Well, I was you. just answering honestly, and then I, if, I'll play a little. Yeah, when it comes to uh, uh, the the war breaking out in, in the Middle East, is this going? I would imagine this is going to affect uh, oil prices, which will make its way to the pump. Any feeling, any thought of if this is, this looks like it's going to be months and months and months, hopefully not years, but this is, it looks like it's not going to be weeks. So, so are we looking for an effect there? Yeah. Anytime you have this geopolitical unrest, particularly in the Middle East, you're, you're looking at higher oil prices. You all, almost always see a reaction higher. Yesterday, oil prices were up a, a ton because of what happened, obviously, over the weekend and, and yesterday. So, yes, I think that th- that's one theme that almost always happens when, when we go through something like this, number one. Number two, it also goes back to the same thought around deglobalization. It's like we, we, as the, the more chaotic the world gets outside of the United States, the more, and this started with the, the, the China tariffs, it was exacerbated during the supply chain issues in COVID. We, we, companies looked around and said, wait a minute, we really should make our stuff here. And it's not just a political issue. No, just but to keep the stuff closer. Economic, case, let's yeah. keep things close. And what happens, uh, it, we, we saw different policies from different countries. Like China, it was only a couple months ago they were fully reopened, right? So we, we can't control these other economies and what they do to a, an event like this. So we've had this theme you know, most of my adult working years were all around globalization. Everything just leaves the country because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper in Mexico. It's cheaper in China or in Asia. And that is all, that tide is turning. And this is yet another event that that speaks to that trend. And that means inflation. Yeah. It means inflation. And you know, it gets More. me a little bit is uh, the same voices, to get a little bit political here, the same voices that are now telling us that what well, it's just uncertain that we're just going to have to go to China soon. They are the same exact people that in the 90s were the ones who are saying, we have to open up, that we have to, this is going to, it's just the same people. This is what's going to cause world peace. Now it's like, ah, bring it all back home. We got to fight these people. It's it's really, why would you, why would I think you're right this time and not right last, like, this is, these are the same voices that used to shout you down in the 90s if you said, uh, this may not be a good idea having our supply lines all over the world like this. It's like, oh, what are you, xenophobic and blah, blah, blah. And now they're like, no, we have to go to war with this country. Don't ask why. We're smart. We figured it out. But uh, now we have to bring everything back. You talk about um, uh, inflation which affects everything. There's a headline in today's Wall Street Journal, and I read this, and it was a little bit above my head. I know that's hard to believe, but I'm trying to figure this out, and I think maybe you can help us out here. Um, Wall Street isn't sure it can handle all of Washington's bonds. Mm-hmm. Now, we are $33 trillion in debt. It costs us almost a trillion dollars a year just to service our debt. Remember that. we got to spend a trillion dollars before we spend one penny actually of uh, bringing down the debt. So it's never going to happen. And the way this is done is by buying U.S. Treasuries, selling U.S. Treasuries. That hits the bond markets. There's, and everybody's always said, we don't, doesn't matter how much debt we're in, because we'll there'll always be a market for treasuries and the bond market. And now, for the first time in the middle of all this, you get this thing that says, well, they're not so sure that they can accept and handle all of these bonds. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, look, look, the prevailing thought is that anytime you have any sort of risk event, right, where, where we're risk off and investors want to go to safety around the world, not just here in the United States, you're going to buy 
U.S. Treasuries. That's the safest, deepest, most liquid market, best credit. And it's it technically still is the case because it's all relative. Where what what else is a safer investment, right? Mm-hmm. So even though we've been downgraded now by two ratings agencies, are we aren't we still for the most part a safer bet on a relative basis? Now, what's happened in the last two days? We go to, we have war in the Middle East. Where, where does money go? It goes into Treasuries. Prices go up. Treasury rates have come down dramatically in the last two days. So we're seeing it. We're right. seeing that flight to safety. Two. We've seen it the last two days. Now, when does that become? When yeah. does that become bonds that have? What is the bond part of that? So that is people buying the just demand. For, it's it's a perfectly seesaw relationship, right? So mm-hmm. the, if there's a lot of demand, prices go up. That means rates come down. Just it's inverse, and that's what we saw the last two days. What the, this Wall Street Journal article is saying is that we keep financing our debt. And we're, we're running a deficit, which is 5% of GDP, just for one year. Unreal. That's just one year. So it's going to be added to the $33 trillion plus. But where does it come from? Well, the Treasury has to sell those bonds to bring in the cash. Now, they can just create as many as they want. But the, the bigger the demand, the less people want to buy them, and the higher rates have to go. Right. right? So, again, if prices come down, that seesaw effect comes back to play. We're not underwater, but we're start, the feet are starting to get a little wet. It's, it's kind of like, a, yeah. at what point does the water boil the frog? And, yes. And, and that's what you're seeing here a little bit. And this has to stay together in order for the debt not to matter, right? Kind of. Right. I mean, so, if things like this break where the market isn't there, people aren't buying these treasures. We buy we buy 40 percent of them ourselves. I don't quite understand how that works. Well, that's so we give re- ourselves two percent from our own. Like, do they go from are one treasury? Peter to pay Paul? Yeah, so here's two percent. Now let's yeah. give it to ourselves for buying that treasury two years ago. Weird. It is. A, it's, it's very hard for people to understand because you get the Fed buying bonds. Right. And then they're getting the interest because they own the bonds. And then. The, the the treasury just continues, but at some point, to, to your I think your core question here is that what at what point does the world just say, gosh, there's too many of these treasuries and and we have not enough buyers? I, I still don't think we're there yet. But because, if that were to happen, we'd suddenly be on the hook for this debt. Well, and what would happen is that rates would go even higher, right? And it would cause more economic problems. And I saw Biden today, and he's like, you know, we're going to fund and we're going to be behind Israel. I understand that we are been allies for a very long time, but at the same time, they're going to keep on with the Ukraine proxy thing. And uh, you know, at some point, a year and a half from now, make sure that you notice how many people are living under bridges while hundreds of billions and trillions of your tax dollars are going for war on the other side of the world. Hey, Cameo.com is a place where you can get some of your favorite celebrities to make personal videos for you. And guess who's on there? Autumn Fisher and Hi. Tim Andrews. So if they would like a personalized video from Tim Andrews, where what would they look for on well, there? Well, it's not too late to get your 10 for 10. $10 today on the 10th of October. And you go to at Tim Andrews here. And that's Tim Andrews here, all one word. And Autumn Fisher? You can find me on Cameo if you just look for my name, Autumn Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R. There you go. Go get your personal. Hey, you have a friend? What do you give? The- what gift do you give to the person who's got everything? Eric, it's OnlyFans with clothes on. OnlyFans with clothes, yes. Unless you <laughs> pay a little bit more for Autumn's. <laughs> no, we'll see. <laughs> We're talking the economy with uh, Wes Moss. You said that you've got... Uh, You've got some stats, some war statistics. What are you are you saying? The type, what we can look for in the economy as a result of war, by looking at the past and seeing what the results were. Or, so I mean, it's not going to be 
I mean, are there areas where the economy actually picks up? Like I mentioned, somebody's got to build more hand grenades and bombs and things like that. You know, at, at first glance, you would think anytime you have a geopolitical event, which is a the, war is, let's call it the worst geopolitical event. Right. You There's can, nothing worse than war. That's why it should be avoided. But that's a for that's a that's a theme for another day. But you can also look at a list of historical events that move markets too. Right. So assassinations, collapse, uh, the collapse of a giant company. Um, you know, even even on this list I have, which is NBA, the NBA shutdown with COVID. That was the seminal day when the world realized we were shutting down. Yes, I had realized about a week earlier. I, ca- I remember coming to work. I heard that Tom Hanks was in Australia or something, and he had gotten New it. Zealand. New Zealand. And, and I called my wife and said, go to the store and stock up, because that was the first name that everybody knew. Yeah. And I was just like, everybody's going to hear about this. And so, same type of thing. But at some point, you go, uh-oh, this is bad. We need to get ready for it. But I think everybody, when something like this happens, like what happened over the weekend, you immediately think of... My goodness, it's it's so far away, but it's also war, and there, it's it's bad ramifications. What are the ripples for my four hundred one k? What's going to happen? Right. right, is the stock market going to crash? Is it going to fall? And also, we have in this time, as opposed to the Ukraine proxy thing, which is a whole different mess. We're talking about a very long time U.S. ally here, right? There's no there's no questioning about what side this country's on and where it's so that we can see that there is going to be some layout here of expenditures of some kind or, and that that is going to affect the whole world, including us. Right. So I, I immediately think, historically, what has it done? So I always pull these, and it's been a while. Now, yes, we have the Russia invaded Ukraine in what, February of 2022, but you go back and look at the last 20-plus wars. So you've got the... Bosnian War, the Gulf War, September 11th, the Six-Day War, Cuban Missile Crisis, all the way back to the Russian-Japanese War uh, in 1904. And you look at what happens to markets, they actually are are higher. If you're looking at the Dow Jones, three months later, on average, they're they're a lot higher six months and a year later, on average. Really? So you would think that it would be People really just detrimental to-, to stocks, but it, it historically, in a lot of instances, it just that has not been the case. Well, that makes me worry about who's making money on war, but that's the <laughs> way my mind goes. Appreciate the uh, the deep the uh, details there. Covering delays on eighty five in and out of Norcross, both in and out. Doug Turnbull's not just going to do one way; both ways for you. GDC baby, let's go five twenty six. All right, West Moss, tell people how they can get more West Moss. Well, Sunday's right here, 9 to 11, right here on WSB Radio for Money Matters. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you can find me and the Money Matters team throughout the week at Your Wealth. It's Y-O-U-R Wealth. And what if I want to find you, like, walking your dog in a park or something? <laughs> well, <it's> probably, <laughs> Where do you live? We're going to live stream that with Jared <laughs> right. at Thank yourwealth.com. You. <laughs> Thank you, West Moss. All right, this is supposed to be a tease, but we're going to be... I'm going to go off script here and just uh, open up the next segment. You ready, George? Let's do this. Tech Tuesday with Greg Rudd. Greg, are you there? I'm here. All right. Doing a few. (laughs) We'll be back in just a few (laughs) moments. All right, Greg Russ, that's your Tech Tuesday theme music. Is it not? 
I feel like it's I not, should dance to it. Yeah, you can dance. You can show off all your latest gadgets from the <laughs> techno gadgets that you're buying. My YouTube channel where That's I right. unbox gadgets. And oh, I, yeah, and you put on those gloves when you're unboxing because you don't want to get anything. It's a, you know, I will tell you this. I am guilty of watching unboxing videos, usually having to do with Beatles vinyl or something. But know this. <laughs> in the middle of it, I know what a loser I am. And I, somehow I think that makes me better than your average loser. Yeah, at least you justify it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm aware. Self-aware losers are less losers than just losers who don't know That's, that they're losers. No, this right? is the argument I've been making my whole life. I say that I'm a piece of crap, but because I know that I'm a piece of crap, I'm actually better than everyone else because they don't realize they're pieces. You're the cream of the crap. That's what you're saying. Yes. You've risen exactly right. to the top. Name of the show. Thank you. Cream, cream of, the crap, of the crap, ladies and gentlemen. Got it. We used to have that. It's a hot breakfast meal. Mm. No, it's not. That's what it says on my work ID. <laughs> cream of the. That's how people know that you are at the top of middle management. <laughs> It's an, are you in it, middle management or are you in management management? I mean, what I mean, what are you talking? I guess there's different layers. I'm not in business management. I have nothing to do with the uh, execution right. of the business side of the company. I run a audio team. I'm in charge of the audio post production team. That makes you kind of a foreman. If this is a factory, I'm a director. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean, if you did the the analogy to just an old fashioned, well, a regular factory, you would be a foreman. You're in charge of one part of the floor. Yes, but I'm a, a foreman who used to run the machines, so I know how the machine. Like, it's well, nothing worse when the foreman comes in and he has no idea how to run the machines or no, how the factory no. works. You're an old hand with a, a Adobe Audition. You've been using my password <laughs> for at least twelve years. Yeah, I like the cool edit days. I didn't talk Back about in the nerds. cool edit days. Oh, yeah. This guy was so Oof. cheap using my password. And now he makes five times more a year than I do. Yeah, and I wish. Makes he, feel, million? he makes $6 million oh, wow. a year. Yes, he does. He puts on this show like, oh, you know, I'm so... He's not disgruntled at all. He's happy because he's in the topper, toppermost, the poppermost of the 1%. Is, and that's all a lie. I still can't afford a, a place to live in New York. That's right. That's right. So we feel bad for you. <laughs> the toppermost of the poppermost still can't afford housing. It's yes. very strange. I don't. Know but you still on. live there. You still live there. Why is you know? This is a good. I was I was talking to Wes Moss about this. It has nothing to do with technology, of course. But what the hell? I was talking to Wes Moss about this. Every all the big cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco. Chicago, Detroit has been a basket case for a very long time. But for some reason, even though New York State is one of the worst-run states in the country, um, New York City still seems to be kind of thriving. Is your home, like, you, do you have, like, homeless tent villages and things no. like that, like they have there, in Los Angeles? No, those do not exist. There's been a few that have kind of popped up under a highway, and they're pretty, um, they're pretty quickly removed. So you still and there's, have there's a, people who argue against that. How dare right. you? you shouldn't. Yeah. But no, it's not like Skid Row where legally they cannot get rid of. So the for now, the only LA. the only explanation I can think for that is that for but despite all the rhetoric, the police department still has power in New York City. And as goofy as our mayor is, who's in it for his own celebrity, he was a former. How did cop. you guys come up with a goofball more goofy than the because last he was, look, goofball? He was the moderate candidate. You had the progressive <laughs> people that all the rich white people loved because yeah. I'm doing the good thing. And there were the poorer communities that wanted Adams to be elected because they didn't want to defund police. They wanted community policing, better relationships with police. And you had the, the, the white progressives, oh, you don't know what's good for you. But in the end, <laughs> yes, the moderate, that's a, that's a real the moderate guy ends up winning 
but yeah. then you realize he's only in it for himself. Yeah, uh, it, it is really, it is, this country right now is being destroyed by middle-aged, highly educated white women. <laughs> if you want to have the worst, if you want to have the worst night of your life, hang out with any of these women. They are control freaks. And they run the Democrat Party. I'm talking anywhere between 46, 47 years of age to about 70 educated white women who are so well-educated that they can tell people of color what, what they need in their lives, and they believe they know more than the people they're trying to help. They won't outwardly say that or admit that necessarily yeah. but they'll vote that way absolutely Their actions speak to absolutely and now in new york city this is like we do don't it. know we have to listen yeah. to our brothers and sisters <laughs> like no you're not really but when you look at them they don't have fr- their friends are all white it's like it's a very theoretical you know kind of thing and i'm just telling you that if you have to spend even one evening on one of these women it is going to be the these are the most control freaked people in the world <laughs> and they run they're ruining much of this of this country of ours because they it's all theory and it's all basically it's not based it's all on theory and it's all theater the moment yeah. like they say hey we're going to open a migrant shelter up in your no well, no not mine not yeah, my neighborhood not in my backyard that's what's happening in new york the city Nimbus. right now mm-hmm. and uh and the story that's not being told is when uh, the texas governor and the florida governor and everybody started sending people to uh cities that had declared themselves sanctuary, sanctuary cities. cities we will never turn anybody away now all of a sudden People who thought that they had the biggest hearts in the world are saying, hey, our schools are overrun. We, and, and they never think to themselves, well, why is it on Texas and Florida to handle this problem? Isn't it a national problem? Isn't immigration of all kinds, all immigration policy, isn't that a federal, a national policy? Why should three or four states bear the brunt of everything now that it's being spread out a little bit? Suddenly, it's like, I still believe in all that stuff, just not in my neighborhood. Covering well, problems. Costing- wait, 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 sir. I, I apologize. Traffic report. Go. We have a yes. guy who's a dumb son of a bitch. And you know, shut up, my friend. What are you talking about? Uh, not you. It's Greg Russ. Greg could have made his whole point. If I know. At this point, we, we're not even doing traffic. Your point could have been out there already. <laughs> Covering problems on 285 in DeKalb is uh, the traffic meister, Doug Turnbull. Thank you, Eric. All right, it's Tech Tuesday. You think it's asking too much of this Greg Russ to actually do a story about tech? Could be. Hello. <laughs> All right, I've got something for you. All right. Because I know you're a big fan of CNN. You're always watching CNN there. In Talking the about the cable news network. Correct. They yes. have a new boss, a new CEO, Mark Thompson. Oh, he's going to he turn came, it all around. He came from New York Times, oh. and he said to CNN, what is going on here? You're too invested in TV. TV's not not as important as it used to be. Digital, that's where it is. We need to expand our digital footprint and get up to to speed because anyone who's not retired doesn't go to TV for their news first. They go to their phone. Well, I mean, he's uh, in general, he's right about the way things are going. I think that there's, um, I looked into sort of, yeah, he worked for the New York Times, but he got, uh, not famous, but he got a lot of his credibility from the fact that 
he was able to turn their thing, because as, as people bought less newspapers, he was actually able to turn their digital subscriptions into something that they could rely upon for income, which is very difficult to do, and most papers around the country have not figured that out. But I look inside of that and think, yeah, but he had all the Trump stuff. You know, like the New York Times... Uh, the people who are subscribers to the New York Times, for the most part, there are exceptions, um, uh, hate Trump. And you could kind of keep feeding them for, for a few years, you know, just sort of like what they wanted to hear or anything bad about Trump or whatever. But they, a lot of people who think of Trump as an existential threat would be the same people who would subscribe to the digital-only New York Times. So I don't, you know what I mean? It's like you get, okay, yeah, he did that and it's rare, but is it, does it mean he's got like a special power, like a secret sauce and he can, he can suddenly make CNN relevant in the digital space? CNN, I guess we'll see. I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Well, that was before his time. His defense, that was before his time. But yes, how long did CNN Plus last? Uh, Two weeks. uh, Not even. Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Didn't give it a chance. And well, listen, I had already signed up for Jake Tapper's book club. So I'm still waiting. You're a taphead. We know that. At least they kept me working there. Yes, that's right. Uh, They kept you, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, that's right. (laughs) It's it's amazing how when some of these anchors jump ship like that, how they just get completely lost. You forget completely about them. Yeah, it's Don Lemon. Yeah, you never hear it. Well, Don Don Lemon, I think he's still on the fence, right? He's still on the beach, right? He never got hired by anybody. No, no one hired him. Why would they? Uh, well, I mean, he may be have to, he may have like a six month thing or you know. yeah. I mean, I couldn't hire you for Tucker six got months. fired and got more people to watch his videos. That's what's do they uh, do more do people they, watch his videos? They, are people oh, yeah. interested oh, in hour long videos from Tucker? I, I don't no. know. I don't know that people. I don't know that Tucker has taken the right steps. I don't. Where know are they getting that, the metrics for this uh, on Twitter? X. If you no. uh, yeah, or, sorry, on X, which was formerly Twitter. No, no, thank Twitter. you. Well, yeah, I wasn't correcting for, you. I just that's where. If you watch for two seconds, it counts as a view. They changed. Oh, right. oh okay. Oh. Whereas the they metrics cha- on it used YouTube. to be longer. It used to have to watch like six seconds. Now uh, Musk has changed. If you watch two seconds, it counts as a view. <laughs> so it's all it's all scam. Yes. It's yeah. nothing is real. Right. Nothing you, is real. At least something YouTube. could autoplay. You're like, I don't want to watch this. And in that time, <laughs> yeah. At least YouTube, you have to watch for, I believe, at least 30 seconds for it to count as an actual At view. least 30 seconds for an hour-long video. Uh, hey, uh, Greg, can you stick around for one more segment? We can do more technology if you I say yes. yes. All right. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. And we just got to get right to it because this guy, Greg Russ, he doesn't have much time left for us. He's got a, he has a rehearsal on Broadway. Cats, right? Yeah, I believe he's uh, the the latest dancer. He's Rum Rum Tum Tiger or something Tugger. like that. Yeah, whatever. Don't Tug. pretend like you don't know. I don't know. I have. No I wanted idea. Mungo Jerry. Yeah, but uh, well, but you work your way. I'll up be to Rumple it. Teaser. Well, uh, Rum Tum is the bigger part, but you know, I don't. I don't need the yeah. attention. Wasn't Mungo Jerry a jug band in the '60s? I believe they <laughs> yes. were. I think they were on that bus with Ken Kesey. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do you got in techno stories, pal? Uh, if you have WhatsApp, you can now chat with celebrity chatbots. What? Uh, <laughs> Kendall Jenner, Tom Brady. Meta is paying celebrities millions of dollars to be the face of chatbots, and you can go have conversations, apparently, with these Hold things. Hold on. I, I, I now remember reading this a couple days ago. Like, Tom Brady got like $5 million for yes. 20 minutes work? Just, just, if, if that. I don't even know if it was 20 So everybody or. knows it's not really them, but there's that much value in just, hey, that's Ken. which Jenner is Kendall Jenner? I don't know. 
Kendall's don't the one that. who's not good at modeling, apparently. But yeah. uh, real models look at her pictures and say she stinks. Oh, but really? she gets all the work because of who oh, she she's, is. Oh, okay. She's not the one with the lips. No, yeah, that's Kylie's got that's the bigger. Kylie. Yeah, Kylie's got the bigger. Look. Together, Both of them good. the together they're a juggernaut sci-fi author mystery authors team. Didn't they write a sci-fi novel together or something? Oh, yeah, Somebody look like it up. They really? Yes. Yeah. They wrote a sci-fi novel. <laughs> yes, they did. Right up there with Heinlein. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Asimov. I'm I'm just yeah. glad he's dead. That yeah. he doesn't have to you know deal with he would that. Be embarrassed. Absolutely. Hey, Mr. Beast is one of these chatbots. You can go. Talk to him. Wow. Oh, don't tell my kids. But you're not really chatting with them, so why would you pay? Because, I, because people are stupid. Yeah. Wow, they did. Because people are stupid. What? It's yeah, called they... Rebels. City of, City of Indra. The story yeah, of was the king and queen of their planet. <laughs> the story of Lex and Livia. <laughs> I, it's, we have to get the audio version of that book. Do they read it? Do they... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please find that. And then... Okay. Only a 1.8 out of 5. From you know Barnes how O.J. says he's uh, still looking for the uh, the real murderer? Well, I, dude, I was in Buffalo looking I, for him. I, I think that uh, I should spend the rest of my like life trying to find the real author of that sci-fi novel. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Lex and Livia. There's no way. You really sitting around the table? Sure what are you kids doing? What? I'm sure they didn't even get paid. They said it's good for your career. That's You're right. You do it for free oh, because the, you want to work with us. the ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah, but you don't even get you don't even get exposure. Usually, when you don't get paid, it's like, hey, look, it's it's good exposure because your name's attached. This one, it's not that. It's just. And now, why would I read the book when I can just chat with Kendall Jenner on my chat I, bot? I, I can't well, even. Is it going to have their face on it? What in the world is even makes it? I mean, there's I a like thumbnail. Yeah, there's a thumbnail. I, I don't even know, Tim, if I can't figure out how much work they put into making these chat so it's not their representative voice. of the people. It's not their you know, voice. It's, no, it's, it's right? like chat GPT. You go, you, right. like, if you want travel suggestions Text. because uh, Kendall Jenner's traveling the globe, you know what it, the chat reminds, bot will tell you where to go. Try Monaco. That'd be a good to see. Yeah. Stay it reminds in the four me seasons. Little, it reminds me of little kids who get to talk to Santa. Yeah. yeah. That's what you it know? is. Yeah. It's that. Yeah, I think also. Uh, yeah, but too, Kylie uh, Jenner little says kids. Has little a, kids is what she said. These Kylie Jenner nice. has advice: uh, date an F one driver. Yeah, how many people can actually do that? You should buy your diamonds at Macy's. <laughs> Who buys their diamonds at Macy's? I don't know. They sell them. Somebody does. That's for they you and me. That's for you and me with twelve hours left before Mother's Day. Okay, I don't know. I, I don't care what it costs. This looks right. good. Wrap it up. That's not for the Jennings. Hey, what do you mean you're not gonna? You won't gift wrap it for me? For heaven's sakes! You ever do that thing at Christmas and they you think it's a good idea and they're gonna gift wrap you and then they send you somewhere else and you end up in like the bowels of the mall somewhere uh-huh. oh, yeah. do and that. it's just like this line that's really long and it's depressing. I'll be with you in a second, honey. <laughs> just, it's horrible. <laughs> I've been wrapping for forty-seven years. Well, well that's why. That's it why. Shows. That's why the food halls are taken off the way they are. Is because you get rid of all the depressing aspects of the mall and take all of the good features and put and. Them- and for a mere twenty two dollars and fifty cents, you can get a cheeseburger yeah. <laughs> with some fries. without fries. Wait, That's going to cost was you an the extra best part of the mall I, with all that chomping and smacking. Oh, well, farting. first of all, that's a food court. You mispronounced a food arcade. hall is something that Gen Zers and millennials have convinced themselves yes. because of the ambiance. It's worth being overcharged for everything. Oh, you want to use the stairs? That's ten dollars. <laughs> but think about it: you get you get a couple of stores, not many, a couple of stores, but you also get a medical facility, you, apartments. No, no mm. medical facility. There's it's always uh, uh, mixed use. Res- so. Mixed use residential. 
Mixed juice is that's what made New York the way it is because the buildings yeah, but, are mixed use. But New York is an island. Manhattan is an island. It's different. Mixed use. It's different. You have to. It's like, well, they do great. I live in other cities. Like, well, they have a great transit system in New York. It's like, it's. it's they have to. Well, there's mixed too use many is good people. When you can walk too. There's when not you can enough walk room. Around. Yes, when you can walk around, mixed yeah, use. Yeah, but is you good. walk around you what at Avalon? At Avalon, you're well, walking around. Saying, it's like yeah. a fake. I don't know. You gotta it's drive nice. There. It's nice, but yeah. it's fake. Atlantic Station, it's nice, but it's fake. Yeah, you like, can ride your bike to it. Every city like has music pumping a, out of the yeah, sidewalks. It's not like walking through an old Belgian village. It's been there for a thousand years or it's something. because we tear it's, everything down. Well, it is. Well, you have to tear things down so you can build new things. Have you, but have you ever watched um, like the European Antiques Roadshow? Where, like, they have things like, this is 5,000 years old. You know? no. And everyone in the United States is like, this is 70 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. This know? is really old. This is, like, yeah. from 1950. Wow. <laughs> like, it I is, found this on the ground under my feet. It is kind of odd that we have Some such a... Ruin. We really are. Like, we're not even teenagers on the world stage. If you look at how long China's been around, yeah, how long Russia's been around. Think about how, how we're Europe. acting right now around the world. Are you kidding me? We kind of do act like teenagers. It's uh, our business to be everything yeah yeah hey screw you hey, what are you talking about? we're very much like now in that uh what was the uh the south park puppet movie like where the oh, team america the soldiers america. yeah team america they drop in and they they do some good things but then they accidentally knock over the eiffel tower yeah, oh, they kill the terrorists but yeah. they blow up like the louvre <laughs> yes, and the yeah. eiffel tower and yeah. the we have graphic like, sex in hotels in paris Oh, wait, that, that's favorite. in that movie. That's your favorite part of that The unedited movie. one. Yeah, so. I like when they vomit. That's yeah. funny. That was uh, my favorite part. You have time for one more story <laughs> about <too>. tech. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> it would be. It would be. It would be. Well, it's it funny. It, does, it, it is like funny. funny. It is. It's and then ridiculously it stopped funny. being funny, and then it was funny again. Yes, it's ridiculously it funny that uh, you yeah. know two puppets would have that kind of sex where... No, the vomiting. <laughs> Oh, I like no. when, oh, I'm I like thinking about things. the. I'm thinking about the bathroom break. That's what I was thinking about yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Yes. Do you have another techno story, or do you just want to talk about techno anything story, else? Music. I just want to talk about puppets barfing. No. Let's get no. to this next one. The race is on for Tech's Golden Goose, which is uh, an iPhone of the AI era. So Me- these phones that we're so used to now, yeah, probably on their way out. We need something that can harness the power of ai people won't even have to have anything in their hands they'll just be walking down the street motioning gesticulating talking (laughs) the world's not strange enough that's what we need the phones can't get any smaller you know apple apple every time comes out oh it's thinner and it's and then and then immediately people go yeah i want that really thin feel and then they immediately go out and get an otter box and slap it over it so they always end up being large and bulky in the end well that's the grift is that they make them thinner and thinner and then you drop them easier and easier yeah well, I, well they're I so thin them. that the that the lens the camera lenses protrude in a way where yeah. they're more easily scratched i try to uh i tried to be the no case guy because i do really like the way that they, but they do they slip right out of your hand and yep. the next thing you know easy to crack then you got to buy insurance i'm not marquise brownlee they're not going to send me a new one for free right you know uh well i believe that we you're off to broadway to uh you feeling good you, you had the legs of a dancer i know that greg russ you feel good about this rehearsal a little gonna... bow a little slightly bow yeah but they like it yeah. uh on it helps when, me spring when you rehearse, when you're a new uh, rumple, whatever, uh, they like it when you improvise lines. Just throw stuff in there, you know. That's I think that's my on, yeah. I I I have some yeah. things up okay. my sleeve. Take your cues my, from the movie. My first sleeve. 
you know, bring this, in, this yeah. is where we are with cats these days. I have to do my own makeup. Yeah, makeup it's sad. Well, anymore. the movie, yeah, as as uh, Tim said, uh, take your cues from the movie. People seem to love the yeah. movie. Taylor Swift. Well, physics don't apply. Physics don't work the same <laughs> in the movie, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. It'll be very difficult. That's right. Taylor Swift was in that, and yeah. that bombed. Yeah, James so Gordon, everything she touches. Too? James Gordon. Oh, James I mean, Gordon. Box office he's poison. He's a ginger cat. He's, he's back to England, right? Yeah, I think. Okay, good. No, good I think he's still around. <laughs> good riddance. Get him out. Looking back for money. Get his wife. He and uh, I think he's sitting in the back seat as uh, Elton drives back to England. I'm the England. guy around. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who anybody nasty to everyone. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> whose public image is I'm the nice person, you know, behind the scenes, they are terrorizing the people who work for them. That's why I'm known as a really well. You know, I'm, I terrorize my people too. What the hell am I talking about, <laughs> Greg Russ? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, following delays in Marietta. Oh, that sounds weird. It's a weird sentence. Like, following delays of Marietta, Doug Turnbull decided to get up in a helicopter. No. All right, my amazing doctrinaires have WSB shows and podcasts of their own. Feel free to check out the latest Popcast with Tim Andrews. That's Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. on this station. And The Nightcap with Jared Yamamoto. That's Saturday from 11 to midnight on this station. Also, grab new episodes of Radio Labyrinth, One Topic, and The Power Pod. Those are podcasts by my extraordinary doctrinaires. You can get them wherever you get your other podcast. See, now you guys have me intrigued. There's some kind of site about radio... It's not a site. It's an Instagram account. Oh, do they call them DJs or what do they call them? Broadcasters or... Yeah. They're like... Jocks. And Tim, you say you like it. Well, the, the stuff it's that I see like on there... It's something like crappydjs.com or something. Or like, yeah. It's like that. And Tim said, oh, they try to get people canceled. And you said that they just, like, get outraged. And then Tim told me, oh, they went after you. It's like, wow, we're public. I mean, public people. People can come after us. They misinterpreted your point is what well, is why. Well, well, that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. That's what everybody that's what everybody's, seems to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the name of the game. But whenever you lay that out there, like, there's a site like that or whatever, Instagram account, whatever, mm-hmm. however it works. Um, and they like to get people on the radio cancel that makes me feel like oh man i want them to cancel me i, I don't know if they that's their brand their brand is but more Tim like says he sees a lot of like uh woke stuff i see try to i see a lot of a, a lot of instances where they're like i cannot believe that a big radio company would do this to an individual or try to trick somebody to fall for this yeah because radio it, used to be an absolutely wonderful land where everybody was treated well right yeah. tim you remember those days i do everybody was treated well it was fantastic um it was uh, sunny and 72 degrees like yeah, every day all the time in radio not like now where people try to take advantage of you and get you to do more work for less money that's all brand new we we know that the but company's doing great <laughs> can i have a raise no, no we can't all oh, here, no, here is their uh here is <laughs> what they say in their bio on instagram doing the lord's work 10.10 percent of the time check your radio ego at the follow button or f around and find out <laughs> so it's like is threatening. That, is yeah. that basically saying Jeez. it's, it's really it's mostly radio people who are checking into this account? Yeah. So. Yes. But so, why do they have to be so aggressive in their greeting? Because it's, it's they're it's angry. A, it's a Autumn. snarky account. Autumn, I yeah. want you to help me out here to see if I can get canceled. Okay. Because quite frankly, I'm tired. You're tired. So, um, tired. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say something. Uh, you, I, what I want you as a response to uh, break out in in tears. Like I want you to start crying. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, Autumn. Yeah. Uh, please use my first name when speaking to me. Hey, Autumn. Uh, yes, Eric. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, why I'm smarter than you. 
Oh, why? Because I'm a guy and, and you're you're a woman. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Uh, I'm sorry. What's the matter? Did you have something to say? Hey, guys, she's crying. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that was very nice of you. Uh, you're fired. <laughs> uh, I mean, that dumb bitch. <laughs> there we go. Wait, is she still crying? Yeah. Take yeah. my shirt off. Oh, wait, wait, oh, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Keep uh, crying while you do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that ought to do it, right? Yeah. That ought to get me some rest. But we're doing theater, and they'll know that. It's no, better. they won't. And scene. And scene. Now put your no, shirt no, back No, 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 no. I meant Never. it. I meant it. And I'm really tired. And, I, you know, just to be canceled, just even for a month. Just go on vacation, come back, something like that. Eh. It's, it's too much. I need a contract before you do that. Excuse me? I need a contract before you do that. Well, you couldn't do that because you wouldn't know what to, what you were looking at because you're a woman. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she crying, guys? She crying? Yeah, she oh, good. Tears good, good. galore. <laughs> How much of a loser do you have to be to decide to spend your life's endeavors covering what people on the radio are doing? It's looking out for those that need help. In what? No, it just In- says you got nothing better to do. You're a loser. <laughs> You know, Tim, we need a place where you can retire certain voices because you do so many voices. And, and for instance, you do a great David Brenner. But no, he, really, I don't really do that but, great of a David Brenner. He's, you know? he's, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. There'll never be a call for that voice again. I wish it was like a, a hall of fame, a retirement home oh. for the, the, the voices that Tim can do that nobody wants to hear any longer. A voice graveyard. Tim's voice graveyard. Okay. <laughs> Jealous of Marshawn Lynch. He's just there so we don't get fired. That's right. <laughs> that uh, that thing he's on the Shannon Sharps podcast, Club Shay Shay. And Marshawn Lynch can just get stoned and just keep smoking and still have a great conversation, make sense, toss some uh, worldly wisdom in there, but. Have you watched any of this with Marshawn Lynch? It's no, fascinating. I have not, but I've heard you talk about but it. But Shannon Sharp is wearing a short sleeve shirt. I mean, the guns on that. What is he, 50 or something? He can't the, be that old yet. The guns on this dude. Is that real? Can you get arms like that at that age? With yeah, being totally real? years old. You 55. He's 55. He's your age. He's older than me. How's your guns? Let me see. They are not. They're BB guns compared to his bazookas. <laughs> He's wearing a flannel shirt. I'm looking. Does he take it off? I thought that I saw. No, he was wearing. He was wearing. Are you talking about Marshawn? Or are you talking about uh, Mar- uh, Shannon? Sh- Shannon. No, I think I thought he had, he had a short sleeve. What, Shannon's what? wearing a short sleeve shirt. Marshawn. That's what I'm saying. Oh. It's Shannon's guns are just oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, he works out all the time. Well, of course, but I mean, can that just be from working out? Yeah, he does. Is it possible? Yeah, that there's there's something going on. I mean, I'm not saying anything, I'm not trying to start anything. It's it just seems like it. Wildly I, impressive. I used to work out at the same gym where he worked What does it feel like out. to have arms like that? I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Have you met him? Have you ever stood next I've to him? I've never met him, no. Oh, my God. He towers over you. And I, I spoke to him. He was at that gym, and I would see him every day. And he was just, I was just, wow. <laughs> the only person bigger than him, well, there's two people bigger than him that I've met. Shaq, of course, towers over everybody. But, that's, but Barry Shaq, Bonds was just humongous, right, too. Right, but I mean, Shaq is not in that kind of shape No, this many years This guy later. just cares about fitness. I mean, I don't think obviously, it's or anything. Obviously. I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know, some sort of 
some sort of powder. There's some kind of powder that's being in yeah. something. Creatine. No. Is that illegal? <laughs> I don't even know what creatine no, is. No, you can take creatine. Creatine is actually one of the few legal There's some kind of illegal. I'm not, I'm not trying to imply that there's anything illegal being done You're here. Going after Shannon Sharp. I am not. I respect so Shannon your Sharp. Your war on Sharp. Uh, no. I've seen those guns. I will never challenge Shannon Sharp <laughs> ever. I you see Shannon Sharp. Wrestle. I will say... Mr. Sharp, what can I do for you? That's what I will you could say. Do a radio promotion. Eric uh, arm wrestles Shannon Sharp. Oh, that'll be great. Everybody show up because you'll miss it. You'll miss Eric's <laughs> arm snap. <laughs> <laughs> but Marshawn is just one of these guys who can, uh, you know, obviously he's not uh, he's not a Harvard grad on one hand, but he's just like really, really smart dude, and he has the ability to get completely stoned. And still makes sense. Did Shannon smoke with him? No, I don't think Shannon gets high. Man. Yeah, you can't get high and look like that. You can't get high and be some people do. Like that. Look at I, Joe Rogan; he gets stoned all the time, and he gets he spends does half he his still, day. Does he still? He does. He moved to Texas. They're kind of uh, they well, no, he do doesn't get. He anymore. can't do it on his show. But look, we know he's in Austin, Texas. Not a lot of people are being busted for smoking a marijuana cigarette That's in true. Austin, Texas. All he eats is elk. I don't these these guys they work out like according to Rogan there's a lot of these MMA guys they get stoned all the time they go in it and helps fight. your recuperation time Mike Tyson has said that too you think Mike it would, Tyson it would help you to go buff. I'm never going to do that again look guys we lost Autumn <gasps> she's getting high she dis- <laughs> uh, she does better when she's stoned she wants to talk about that you know really bad call that uh, in that Super Bowl I was so upset I, I think I upset her with that misogyny earlier this is why those uh, people who follow the radio people they should try to get me canceled mm-hmm. this guy should be off the air he should he should it's be not, like, hey you know what Eric von Hessler do better yeah and until you do we should be able to say that you don't make any money for your family whatsoever that when can you come back and go I've done better um that's do, up to them do they decide they decide oh they run the world I know they run the world what do you suppose it's a bunch of uh, people who have lost their jobs in radio? Like, oh, for radio sure. stinks. Yeah, there's a lot of people that Which, get very Which, by the better. way, I'm sure I would agree with 95% of what they say, but I'm just wondering where they're coming from. I'm not allowed to put food on my table for my children no, 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 no. just because I grabbed somebody's butt huh? at a promotion? What? That's not fair. Who did that? Was that Bobby Bones oh, or whatever? They all, all those jocks did stuff like that. Well, I know, but uh, one guy did it to Taylor Swift a couple of oh, years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, well, he got fired. He got fired? Oh, yeah. I shouldn't say it was well, that Well, he got guy. rehired. He actually got hired back in the Mississippi but it Delta. But wasn't, it wasn't that Bobby Bones guy. I shouldn't say that because he's famous for other things. Let me want, see. I don't want people to think Taylor that I'm saying Swift. that he did that. He probably didn't. He was inappropriate. I don't know who he Somebody is, was inappropriate but he has Taylor more power Swift. than me in yeah. radio, and you know me, I'm a coward. <laughs> so I don't want to be dealing with Shannon Sharp's guns. Or Bobby do you know how Bones I'm not doing the voice and I can do it? I'm not doing Shannon it. Shannon Sharp? Yeah, I'm not the, doing it. I, all I ever used to do is I, I was pretty good at going, stop it, Skip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I could say. Yeah. Um, my impressions, I can only do like one sentence. Paul Lind, when I was a kid, I could do like one. <laughs> but I couldn't do anything else. Happy halloween <laughs> The radio jock was David Muller, and he's now, okay. he's now no. in the Mississippi Delta now. He did so the M- Muller Report. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was it shining like a national guitar? <laughs> he doesn't get that. I know he doesn't get that. That's all right. He shouldn't. Hey, get surface that. level humor. It was uh, Graceland. Graceland. He doesn't know what that tennis. is. He doesn't know what that he is. Knows where Graceland is. He doesn't know what Graceland is. What's Graceland? Graceland? Don't look it up. What's Graceland? Where Elvis lives. Okay. And still, 
Not Elvis yeah. is dead. <laughs> oh, he does. He still lives there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, bring he and his twin brother are together in the backyard. <laughs> I have my bachelor party in Memphis. Come on, Jesse. i got to throw something harder than that. Yeah, by the way, the only person in Atlanta who has ever uttered that. I had a great Unless time. Unless they moved here from Memphis. My buddies, my buddies loved it. We had a, we had a great I know, time. I mean, I know. that's all that really matters. So. Uh, you guys I remember took a t- Jared being there, man. Yeah? He, yeah. he, he, was, a, he was a good honky-tonk boy. <laughs> <laughs> I let him use one of my toilets. Did, uh, where did where did you go to like uh, what was the sporting goods place? You went to their headquarters and did a tour. Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, you went, yeah, it's, yeah. It's their big pyramid there. Well, it's not their big pyramid. That used to be the Coliseum. Mike Tyson where, fought there, and where yeah. the Grizzlies used to play. And part yeah. of part of what I had to do is I had a scavenger hunt that I had oh. to do uh, while I was there. Wow. Yeah. For my bachelor. That sounds like a real for my bachelor party. Here. I went to an abandoned Sears. For my. <laughs> For my bachelor party, I didn't want it, but I just kept being assaulted by strippers that I wished weren't around. Where'd you get married? New York? Oh, California. I got married in uh, Glendale, California. I got married in the park that's in the park that's in the song about the park. I got married Saturday in the park. Wow. At that park. Was it on the 4th of July? It was not on the 4th of July. There was not a man selling ice cream. But other than that, it was the Chicago Park in Glendale. Autumn Fisher, have you rejoined us? She is. She's back. Yes, I'm here. Where the hell do you think? You think just leave? You just go? <laughs> whatever you want? I'm so sorry. You got... My house was on fire. I oh, a good. Likely excuse. No, it'll be there any minute now. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Oh, is that oh, what you were doing? Did she just get a booty call? I she think did. so. Uh, we're the five I'm gonna minutes be in your, 15 minutes. I'm going to be in your neighborhood for 10 minutes. Covering another problem on <laughs> 85. Open up the middle slot. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the hose through it. <laughs> he doesn't even cut. He, oh, I almost didn't mean to. He doesn't, hear he doesn't even go inside. All right. All right. Hey. Covering another problem on 85 is Doug Turnbull. I'm not going to clean that one up for you guys. 6.46. Jared tells me, and sometimes he gets these things wrong, but Jared tells me that uh, we should extend a happy birthday to Dave Baker. It's your birthday, Dave Baker. I don't want you to make a big deal about it or anything. Oh, I, I'm 76 years young. Oh, and wow. Gonna you look fantastic. Here and we're going, thank you. I, yeah. I, I, yes, I'm wearing shorts. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, home fix it this uh, Saturday. I'll be fixing everything up and uh, tune in uh, whenever the show's on. Well, happy birthday, Dave Baker. <laughs> thank you, Eric. Happy, you know what? Happy effing birthday to you. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, we Oh, I want to tell you, I had the greatest Braves experience last night because I didn't leave here until after 8, and I know that everybody in the metro area was, you know, had their fingers in their mouth and biting their nails oh and everything. Gosh, yeah. I missed all of that. I got home. I was upstairs talking, chatting with my wife for a while, then I finally went downstairs, turned stuff on. Honestly... Less than two minutes before Austin Riley took the bat at the bottom of the eighth, and this happened. Here he comes. Riley in the air to left field. On the run, Marsh. There it goes. Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth. Hell yeah. And then Michael Harris, the third. And uh, his, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I saw that going, and I was just like, eh, it's going to get out of the park. It's top then, of the ninth here. Ooh, we have one out. Bryce Harper's ooh. on first base. And then, of course, this happens. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps. And he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw and then gets the away. The throw to first. It's over. It's over. So that was a mistake on Harper's part because that wouldn't have been the third out. 
Correct. Uh, he got him. He must have gotten. I didn't see where he, but he must have been halfway between second and third I, when he realized he had to turn around. From playing baseball, I think he expected that just off the sound of the bat that that ball was either going out of Truist Park or it was going off the. So wall. he just thought there was no chance it was going to end up in the glove. He had to have been. He would have had to have been waved. Yes. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a coaching yeah. thing. But yeah. uh, who cares about that? Hey, we took care of business. Fantastic. It's, it's but it was all- great that it was Michael. It, it was uh, Austin Riley again. Ended up. I don't think he he ended up with. He ended up throwing him out for the double. Yeah. Right? So when when M- Michael Harris threw in the ball, the relay man. I guess it was Albies at first missed it. Riley's right behind him as the yeah. backup relay man. That's throws a great over moment. to Matt Olson, gets that final out. That was Just a great moment. Great ATL moment right there. And yeah, we got uh, ourselves a series. Our uh, very own uh, Zach Klein over on Channel Two talked to AJ Minter, who had a very clutch performance in the game too. This is what he said: With Max just having to go through a ton of pitches, what the bullpen was able to do tonight to keep this game in it. What you, can you say about yourself and the way the guys came out? I mean, all that was was just heart and nuts. I mean, that's all it was. Yep, <laughs> heart and nuts. Darn Putin. My <laughs> breakfast cereal. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> it's good for your heart. Yeah. And, 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 your everything, everything else. Everything Anything else? <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that was. A, I said on the post show yesterday. I, I I said it looks like one of those games where if they win, it's going to be a walk off kind of thing. Wasn't exactly that that, but fireworks at the bottom of the eighth and the top of the ninth. Listen, Fantastic. Go Braves! If you're a Phillies fan and you happen to be in the Atlanta area, just watch out. The Braves are. They have woken oh. from their slumber. All right. All right. We're fans. There's nothing we could do to make them better or worse. We're Listen, just glad. We're just happy. I am wishing it Don't in start. the universe right now. We are awake. Yeah, Let's yeah. go, Braves. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers wishes things into the universe, and he, he lasted for four plays. I'm going to leave it in the able hands of the Braves. Go, Braves. All right, uh, that music's saying two things. Shut the hell up. Get the hell out. I do what I'm told. The Post Show 30. How do people find it? Go to the Von Hessler Doctrine Facebook YouTube, Twitch, or X.com. We'll start right at 7.08. 30 more minutes of this here show in both sight and sound. Looking at my schedule, yeah, we got another big, great radio show. Tomorrow starts at 4 p.m. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. I do not piss off the genie. Yes, it does. Post show 30 begins right now. And I guess today we have a three-hander. My name is Eric Von Hessler. His name is Timothy Andrews. And his name is Jonathan Yamamoto. Oh, we call him Jack. <laughs> That's Jared Yamamoto. So, I was just joshing with you on that. We, we, we have that kind of fun around here. And uh, just a little fun in games. We'll call each other by name. Sometimes I'll call him Fred Andrews. And boy, do we all get a laugh. <laughs> we all get a laugh. So funny. I love when we uh, have these collective company jokes where we switch the radio stations on each other for a oh, day. Oh, like yeah, that. April Fool's <laughs> Day. Know, those are the best ones nobody expects Devon Hessler to be in the mornings at Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting up that early. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're a joy kill. Yeah, well. That's what you are. Yeah. You're you're a call Debbie tell Downer. Us, call it and tell us what you think. Is Tim right, or is yeah. he just a joy kill? Are we wrong, or, or is Tim? <laughs> yeah. We don't feel like working today, so we thought you'd provide 
All of the substance <laughs> yeah, in the show. Yeah, uh, we already did that on B98.5. I know, but before you did it on B98.5, my friend Tad, Bird had already done it. Oh. Okay. I miss Tad. I, I see how it is. I miss Tad. He's doing well. He said he sends his regards. I know I saw him at the big company town hall a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, I see. I should go to more of these you things. Should. I'd see it's, people. It's nice. It's a good hangout. You get good food, and you get to talk to people, and it was great. Tad's a nice guy, and see, we complain and stuff. I enjoyed hearing him complain about stuff, you know, off air. Like, uh, you know, ow, you know. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's been one of the... Uh, that's always been one of the things about thoughts. moving from the mornings. When, when when Tim does his Tad laugh right there, I always wondered if Tad really likes that or not. The 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 laugh because it's so- ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were we listening. Should we should have him on. We should have him on. I'm sure he's got a little computer set up there at home. Mm-hmm. Don't all radio broadcasting personalities now have a a little kit at home where they can mm-hmm. believe it or not show. after talking with some friends that work in other clusters here in this city uh, they do not they really? were, they were very surprised at how the fuck clusters <laughs> what cluster didn't have that uh that would be I know the one we worked for that would be the did. one that's that would be the one that Cumulus? was in the works the one yeah. I used to work for formerly clear channel oh I yeah I heart I heart uh, giving moved. everybody covid yeah they're over in the works now Where's that? That's the really cool little millennial food hall over on the west side of town. And you can't sit down and enjoy uh, lunch or dinner without being bombarded by radio personalities all over the place? That must be awful. Well, I mean, they stay in their building. Yeah. No, they're coming down there and eating all the time. Of course they are. (laughs) It's not like it was. You know, hey. I always think about it. would just be a brigade of uh, Hawaiian shirts and Mm -hmm. cigars. (laughs) That's how it used to be. Go to any kind of radio convention, just Hawaiian shirts everywhere. Hey, what did so you I, guys do? I want to do that, yeah, too. Yeah, and the people would just say, oh, yeah, you could do it. We do it. And, and there was this idea. You know, all the guys, almost all the guys were actually, um, you know, in marriages where they were not wearing the pants. But mm-hmm. when they got around the radio guys, yeah, I got a Hawaiian shirt and a smoked cigar. Sup, I'm bro? free. I'm free. I'm a free man. Every Let's man go to the strip club. Everyone knows every man, if they could, would wear a Hawaiian shirt and smoke a fucking cigar. And that's what I'm doing because man, manhood, man, 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 well, manhood. Right? And then you know as soon as they get home, it's like, where the hell have you been? Get a- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take <laughs> off that Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> well, remember. Guys who act like that yeah. are always the guys who are the meekest and the mildest at the, home. The fact that you said Hawaiian shirt is very triggering. Remember at our company, they Pacific called, Islander or tropical shirt. No, tropical it's a Hawaiian shirt. shirt. Yeah. Why would why would Hawaiians <laughs> be upset? <laughs> They're not. Right? Why would anybody imagine that a Hawaiian I, I would be like, upset because a shirt is named after your island? I get mad when somebody wears chain a, of islands. I get mad when somebody wears a Georgia shirt. That really, yeah, that really triggers. Really me. bothers you, right? When they say Georgia, <laughs> you're not in Georgia. That you're stealing. You're in Bama. What are you doing with you're, that shirt? Your cultural appropriation. You have no right to be wearing a Georgia bulldog shirt in Arizona. Yeah. How dare you? I'm offended. You know what? I can't even go to work. I'm so offended that I I just can't do anything. I just have to sit down and think about this. The helpful professor says, the only reason wearing a Hawaiian shirt would be considered cultural appropriation is if it is a person wearing one solely to make fun of Hawaiian culture. Other than that, it's perfectly fine to wear Hawaiian oh, shirts. Like, it's like if you, if you wear it and say things like, hey, you want to get laid? 
Hey, hey, hey you can't wear it. Hey, 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 hey. That's not the proper. You're you're mocking Get the, the culture. <laughs> yeah, and you just did it again. You're no good, Nix. Just so stupid. Is all that a this, real thing, though, in our company? Because no one seems is. to be bothered by Hawaiian shirt. Uh, no, they yeah, say yes. in all of our stuff, we have this new group. I don't know if they just took a helicopter over some campus somewhere mm-hmm. and just scooped people up. I think it's woke tech, right? Yeah, woke tech. And they scooped them up, and it's like one of those cranes, like a, you know, like the when you have the toy things you're trying yeah. to get. And it just kind of goes over here, and they just plopped them on WSB. And we get all of these directives that nobody – Everybody's, I'm sorry, if any of you actually know the product at all, which I don't believe you do, so nobody will hear this unless somebody tells you, everybody but you and the people you're closest to in your department just laughs at this shit. I said that to just our boss today. laughs at this shit. Sorry, But, but then he didn't the text you back. So. No, no, different boss, oh. the one higher than him. Oh. She, she said something about, I can't believe you guys talked about it on the air. I said, well, it's funny. I said, it's relatable. Everybody that works for a yeah. corporation has to do this boring crap. <laughs> she looked at me. I go, I go, why can't it just be, please don't be a jerk, and I'll sign it. How about uh, you're an adult. You should know how to act. You get out of line, you're fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't get why employers have to show that they address this stuff. You know how I addressed it? Take a look around. I hired adults, mm-hmm. and I expected them to act like adults. Did you? Yeah, he we said, do, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have proper adults. Uh, that's, right. that's ridiculous. We have powwows of course, every that's what I'm talking about. Sure they have, it's safe. all make work. Yeah. Nobody's running around here with a knife trying to kill other people. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make up tensions and things. And, and so we get these directives that you can no longer say ladies and gentlemen, which is, oh, where, find the judge and jury that will find me guilty of this. Find the judge and jury that say six months in prison. He knew he wasn't supposed to say ladies and gentlemen. He said them both. We're not gonna we're not gonna include and, but there's two there, so we're gonna double down on your sentence. Like who? None of this stuff is effective because it can't be enforced. You're not gonna fire the best salesperson because they said powwow. Right. It's not gonna happen. You might fire the worst. You'll fire the worst salesperson because they gave you an excuse to fire them. The salesperson that's bringing in the most revenue year after year after year, if they say, ladies and gentlemen, please meet me for a powwow, they're not losing their job. But if they're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, they're still not losing their job. (laughs) Not at all. That's the way that it is. You just give people excuses to get rid of the dead weight. That's the only, those are the only people. And I challenge them to come after me. He said, ladies and gentlemen, your honor, I'm guilty. I've said it more than once. I doubled down on it. How is anybody offended, my ladies and gentlemen? Because once every 752 years, there may be a non-binary person in the audience And who cares? Let's say I'm the non-binary person. Why would I be offended? Because you weren't identified. Why would I expect that somebody, say, on stage would know that I'm non-binary? I mean, basically, these HR departments are like, oh, anybody who's non-binary, they're very sensitive assholes. No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are non-binary people who are like, oh, fuck it, who cares? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's like this idea that anybody who decides they're non-binary or whatever is super duper sensitive. I'm a gender. That... Oh, you have no gender whatsoever. No, I'm a gender. No, I'm a gender. Which jet? Which Guess one? Which one? <laughs> I d- female. Yeah. I want you to start calling me Lily. Okay. Am I talking to a character now, or do I? No, really have I want. To call you, I want everybody to call me Lily. I was thinking and more. You like, have to speak like Herman Munster when you call. <laughs> me. You more, uh, uh, Lily. You look more like a Tamantha to me. That's not even a real name. You're making Who's up names. Say that. Tamantha. Tamantha. How many right Tamanthas do you know? Well, there's a great cornerback <laughs> out of uh, Ole Miss. Oh, okay. T apostrophe Tamantha. Oh, for heaven's sake! You know where I got it from is because one of my favorite animated shows growing up, The Fairly Odd Parents, when they mixed. The main character Timothy and his love interest in the show, which I can't. I guess why was, would there be a love interest? This is a children's show. Well, it was like. I mean, he wanted to bang her. Oh yeah, like he wanted to just take her they to wanted, town. They wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend. So and he I, was I, like, "I'm going to take you to Pound Town." <laughs> is this what these children are watching? Yeah, exactly. Tom and Jerry. Tom had a you know he was a, a you know attracted to the white sadist. Cat. Sadist. Well, they were sadist. Tom was a sadist. Yeah, he liked being beaten up. Tamantha. Yeah, Tamantha is like I, I could show you. Was Tom you here. for Japanese? Because I know Jerry was German. That's where those names come from. Oh, really? They come from. They used to talk about like, or was Tom America versus? Germany. God, I don't know. I didn't know it had anything to do with that. Jerry comes from yeah Germans. That was a slur. Oh, I know that was, but that cartoon I didn't know that that's where they I'm got. Pretty the name sure from. Tom and Jerry was the way of talking about like Americans fighting. Germans, I think. I don't know. Really? Unless Tom was for, I can't imagine that would be for Japanese. There's nothing Japanese about Tom. There's nothing German about Jerry other than the fact that it's got the first uh, three letters of the word. A studio contest held to rename the characters was won by animator John Carr, who suggested Tom the Cat and Jerry the Mouse. Carr was awarded 50 bucks. Oh, wow. That, that was a that was an underwhelming backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, some old guy said Tom and Jerry got fifty well, bucks. Well, it's funny. Tim did a better job than I did. So when I typed it in, Tim, I, I put Tom and Jerry meaning right. It came up with a kind of hot spice rum cocktail made. That's, of eggs. that's the name of the drink, and that's where the guy got the name. It was an eighteen hundreds drink. Really? Really? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I stand corrected. So you were right. Okay. You stand corrected that you were wrong. You weren't wrong. Yeah. Okay, it's a like violent that. cartoon. I was watching it the other day on YouTube, and Gilbert hatchets and shit. Gilbert was in the living room. Well, the Simpsons made fun of it with yeah, Itchy and Scratchy, right. and I said I can't watch this with him because they're like chopping each other up, and he's hitting him with we a bat. We watched it. Not that young. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. You don't want the preschool years to be anybody seeing anybody Violence. hitting other people with right. things. He does enough hitting. He doesn't. They tend to. Them. Yeah, they get to. It's like they're all. Um, they don't know how to act at that age. No. Like they start biting each other and everything. They just don't. They have ah! they have no other they have zero empathy at that age for other kids or other people because they don't know that they're even real. Mm-hmm. Like when they're at that when they're yeah. like two years old, the whole been, world revolves around them. They may get some memories from now, but like very really few, like four or five. Yes, my 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 memories from two are like uh, oh uh, uh, blood in the bathtub. I'm yelling. Oh, there's a razor blade. Mm. Not until years later did I think. Oh, some stupid ass adult left a razor blade, the old fashioned kind, and then stuck the two year old in the tub. That wasn't smart. See the crescent moon right there? I do. That's exactly the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, on a countertop. We lived in uh, on Thompson Street in Elmira. You lived New York. on a countertop? No, yes. they left it in <laughs> on the countertop Tom in our Thumb. bathroom. That's what that happened. <laughs> and I just went huh, and cut it, and I screamed. I just remember 
I remember the orange carpeting in the bathroom. Yeah, that's how I am about carpeting the bathroom. in the bathroom. The bathtub, I remember there being sud, uh, you know, like uh, bubbles and Mr. stuff. Mr. Bubbles? Like, but not like glamorously. Mm-hmm. Do they have a Mrs. Bubbles now, by the way? No. Uh, no, he's a, a he's lifelong bachelor. Now. Lifelong oh, bachelor. He's, bachelor. he's actually, he actually <laughs> creates- He has a friend who lived with him. <laughs> A male friend, and they're friends. They're roommates. Very clean. Very room. There's roommates. They go to New York a lot. Yes, they do. They love see. shows. They love Broadway <laughs> they shows. Love shows. But they're friends. Musicals. Yeah. This is how things were dealt with in my town yeah. Yeah. in the '80s. They're friends. Yeah, they're friends. They're, they're friends. Lifelong friends. Uh, I remember when I found out in eighth grade that the the guy who taught, um, like, what would you what would you call like florist? Like he was I can't botany. Remember, botany, but he was a florist, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he had a way about him. He had a uh, Elon. Yeah, an Elon about him. Uh, and then I found out that um, that the coach, who was like the most manly man on yeah. campus, and they were like roommates. They're roommates. They're like saving money. They're divorced. <laughs> they had child support. So they had to, you know, pair up. <laughs> I was like, wow. I just remember they go. They're roommates. Yeah, roommates. <laughs> well, I mean, first, first of all, you can't like eighth grade is the end of, but you're still in it a little bit where like teachers are celebrities and you can't even yeah. like if you see a teacher at the mall, you freak out. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, this is where they're supposed to be, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And so I was still. I don't think that I even thought about the other thing until I was older. I was just like, because you just even it just gives you a chance to think about your teachers when they're not teaching. Just the concept. Oh, they're roommates. Like, hey, how you? <laughs> and then later on, I was like, oh, they're roommates. Ah, okay. We had a gym teacher who slept in his car, and, I know, and I, would bang what, uh, cheerleaders. What is it with the gym teachers? Okay, because I had a gym teacher too. Well, you know the maxim, right? Those who, those who can do, those who can't do, teach. Those who can't teach, teach gym. Ah, uh, well, it would make sense. Woody not Allen. necessarily. That's Woody Allen. I know, not necessarily true. Well, I, I had a gym gym teacher that he was awesome. He was a great gym teacher, and he coached on the coached the high school track team and the women's basketball team. And I know that he lived far out in like Carrollton or something like that. But I was in high school in a lot of buried bodies out on that property. Hmm. Uh, maybe, but <laughs> I, the thing that was crazy was he would like oftentimes I remember I would have gym class first when I would get to high school. I was sweating and, all day, stinking. And, and, and he would have a cot down in, in that room like where he had slept there overnight He probably t- did it at different schools, and so he had to be at that one first, and then he would drive really far and take a nap. To where? Where would he drive? He's saying this the first thing when he got there in the morning. Right. I'm saying that he, he would drive from wherever he lived and get to the school early, take a nap, and then get up and go to the uh, other place. Because a lot of our teachers taught at multiple schools. So yeah, my, but he, he put he put his he put the he put his uh, his uh, bedding down in the middle of the shower. I thought that was kind of, that was kind of strange. Hey, be on me. <laughs> we had a gym teacher who would just stand there staring at guys as they came out of the oh, shower, please. like his jaw open a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you got a hot. You got. He wasn't looking at me. You got a. I you, took a shower. I didn't know you had to take showers in gym class in seventh grade. It freaked me out because I didn't have any hair yet. No. All these guys are walking around with their big dicks swinging around and <laughs> hair everywhere. And I get in there and I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I don't think I ever did that. I don't. Think I, I did one eventually. I, I don't think I've. I don't think I ever showered. Like I was just like never. Not, never did community shower. No, I'm not take, taking my clothes. It's a bonding off. moment. I'm not taking. You my just clothes don't look, off. man. Yeah, you focus on yourself. Talk talk shit to each other. Mm. 
Yeah, it wasn't my speed. I, you I, had nothing to be ashamed of. You first got of all, in there and I shamed them all. I didn't do anything. Like, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't. You didn't go to I, gym? Well, went, you were out by ninth grade. I went to gym. I was out by ninth grade, and a lot of times gym would be like the last thing we do before we, you know, maybe I stunk up the bus, but that would be. Oh, you were one of those kids, huh? No, the shower was well worth it. Shower. Going back to Annie Hall, it's like uh, he uh, he wouldn't shower after tennis. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get naked in front of other men. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. That, that was uh, that was part of the. Again, it's got nothing to do with like being like sexuality or anything. It's just like I just have a very easy, intrinsically embarrassed. Like, but you have to break through it, though. That's that's the thing. You have to kind of like I didn't like. Showering. Can't we all admit that we're checking each other's dicks out here? How are you going to find the uncircumcised <laughs> kids in school? Can't we all admit, not for sexual purposes necessarily, but we're all checking each other's dongs out? Sure. And I didn't want to be laughed so at. So I just removed myself from that completely. I don't want to be you looking your in your clothes. You know, when you're looking in somebody's eyes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. You, come on. Nice Who dick wants to be a got. part of that? Nice dick you got. There. But I guess if I was an athlete, then you just get used to it. I never could have been an athlete because I can't go to the bathroom in front of other people. You know, these athletes, they're all like like being in the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking a crap over here. Why? Hey, yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Yeah, what the, go ahead, coach. You, I can hear you. You have to be, you have to get comfortable <laughs> in those circumstances. Like, some, yeah, I never could. Sometimes the, you know, shitting in front of people is a very comfortable. It's a not, very, not for me. Like, can you could do it anywhere. But. It took me a long time to be able to use a porta potty to go. To go take a number two in a porta potty. I don't you know, like that because it stinks. If like, I'm doing a number okay. two in a porta potty, that means that I would, I would have exploded <laughs> had I not. It's not the best feeling, but you know, you got <laughs> There's no walking past a porta potty with me thinking, well, let me knock this out and get this out of the way. No. No. <laughs> All those other dumb people sitting on that same. You never went camping and they have a campsite one. Oh, yeah. those are bad too. Just a hole in the ground with yeah. bees in it and wasps. Well, yeah, that happened to me at Camp Kayakima. I didn't, I didn't go to the bathroom for a week. That's your own fault. Tell the Dairy Queen on the way out. And somewhere in Arkansas is a Dairy Queen where I just destroyed the <laughs> toilet in 1975. My friend Jeff and, made fun of me at summer camp because he noticed I would get up in the middle of the meal, go take a shit, and come back and finish my meal. Wait, you had your gallbladder back then. You blame well, all of this on your gallbladder, but you've been doing this your whole life. Poor eating. Poor had, digestive system. You really ought to work on that. Gumming you up the need, plumbing. You need I don't do that anymore. to have the experience of an entire lunch. I can now. Without, oh, well, I, we'll see on Friday. Well, yeah, well, we'll see Friday because <laughs> we're going to uh, Ted's, right? Yeah. And yep. I'm not going to eat like I normally eat. I haven't been eating that way. And what, are you cutting out grease? Are you eat like a bird or something? Fats? And I haven't had um, sugar or carbs in three weeks, over three weeks. You're now. losing weight? I guess Yeah, I've lost seven pounds. Yeah, you look your good. face looks a little thinner. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know if we're at the age where we actually look good when we lose weight. It was just like, well, you know, it's better not to be fat. Still in my gut, and I started walking a little bit. Talk to Dr. Joe tomorrow. See if he notices a difference. I've already talked to him. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. You're looking like a little weight. He went to the 10,000 Maniacs together. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, the sugar thing. baby's open for him. Dr. Joe loves Barry Manilow and the 10,000 Maniacs. I don't, just like a weird kind of thing. I like both bands. I'm not saying I, I'm not artists. I'm not saying that you can't like both. I'm just saying, as far as I know from Dr. Joe, those are the only two musical artists that he likes. Mm-hmm. It's the only two art, musical artists he talks about. And Ten Thousand Maniacs, I had no idea they came to Atlanta so often. Now I know every time because Dr. Joe says, "Tim, you want to go?" Yeah, you got you got to go with me. And when? then every song that was played. You know, a lot of their songs were downers. Yeah. He go, well, there's another uplifting song. <laughs> but he loves them. I know. He loves it. There's another uplifting one about a kid getting beaten. 
<laughs> I think that, I'm glad that you went out, Tim. I was proud of you when you recapped your weekend yesterday. I know you didn't do the, you did not do the post show with us yesterday, but when you recapped your weekend to us in studio, I was like, that's a that's an impressive little weekend right there. You were out all day with friends for the sh- for the ten thousand maniac show, and then went and watched. Well, I went football. by myself to that, and then watched. But then you went went and watched football with friends too oh, on, yeah, yeah. on Sunday. I was like, look who at you, you. Who do you watch football with? Oh, I didn't. I went over to one of our sales guys' house. And I, uh, Axel was there from oh, from yeah. the I river. Saw Axel the other day. Yeah, it was good to catch up. For the with first time in like forever. ten years. Yeah, it's and been a long time. Any scuttlebutt? I should ask you about after. Uh, when we I think I already told you all the scuttlebutt that I. I got. don't know that you did. I, I did. I don't know that you did. Yeah, well, I know. Well, now it's an open forum. You can't know any more scandals. I'm not going to talk about it. No, no, you shouldn't. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that I want to know if there's something cool that I don't want. I don't want to be out of the gossip loop. You know, we got 10 years here mm-hmm. you know, get caught up on. I got the things I wanted to find out about. <laughs> <laughs> and none of that was negative, so. Well, um. Yeah, come on. I have nothing left to say. We have like five, we have like seven. Well, there's a lot of comments on here, so I actually. Let's I, do some comments. Uh, what are the people? Well, I posed the question here, Eric. Oh, no. Earlier I said, what's, what's the worst company policy you've had to deal with? This guy and, is a natural, and all these folks have been like uh, you know, playing along with it for for the for the most part. But then Terry, without missing a beat, so you're saying most people ignored you, but then somebody did buy it. No, so. people. Some people were like, "Wow, you know, there was uh, an issue with the water fountain or something like." That. I'm like, "Boring." Can't shit in the water fountain anymore. <laughs> yeah. like, what okay. do we live? What do we live in a police state? What the yeah. hell? I did that once a week. But Terry, she's a super fan. She watches this all the time. Uh, she said uh, the worst thing that. Her company uh, prevented her from doing was no masturbation during office hours. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, that's that's a big one. That's Anybody wrong. here ever done that at work? <laughs> I have done that at work, not at this work. Okay. When what? I was younger, there was a time in my life where I'm like, everywhere I work, that's going to happen at some point. I absolutely did have that in my head, but it was gone by the time I got into radio. Yeah. And you got to remember, I started working when I was 12. So, Mr. Steak. No, Mr. Steak was when I was try the uh, Bernays, <laughs> cream fresh. <laughs> you know what? I now that I think about it, I may have been over it by that time. I started working very young, mm-hmm. and I I have some stories back here that will stay back here yeah, because I mean, if you're still embarrassed by things that you did when you were 15, they must have been pretty embarrassing. I can't look at it now and go, ah, you know, I was 15. Yeah. No crazy youth. Yeah, put on an Oak Ridge Boys Wasted. live song and go to the bathroom at the country station when you're doing overnights. <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys had a live album. They had a 12-minute song. Oh, is it like the special long edition of Elvira? I don't know. I never heard it. No. I heard the beginning, and then I heard the end. Oh, that was your masturbation song? Yeah. I got eight minutes to kill. Hey, Get Tim. worked up in here looking at Roseanne Cash. Tim Michaels. No, I was Tim O'Connor. Oh, Tim, Tim O'Connor. O'Connor. Oh, you were Irish, eh? No, actually, at this station, I use my real name. Country oh, station. Well, he is Irish. Just about his last his Country name. 101 WQIX. Let's go back out to... Uh, the Long Pond Racetrack in yeah. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. No, is that what it's called? It was then. It's called Pocono, I believe. The Pocono in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go back to Watkins Land where a guy just got killed. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. They're cleaning them up. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. His guts are. I got time to jack off. <laughs> I put all the carts on that auto. Is all right. You know what? I feel bad. I apologize that I had forgotten. I ran out of things to say, and then you were bombarded by that. Yeah. 
Well, I, in, I really, can this I, is my regardless of what we talk about here, Interp TV on YouTube says, best podcast on the internet, wish more people knew that exclamation Don't point. think I don't agree with you there. But, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, the whole concept is always just like subscribers, subscribers, build, build, big, bigger audience, whatever. Maybe it's not too bad to do a show for like 110 people. Like if you were in a if you were up on stage and you were in a room where 110 people was a full room, mm-hmm. you could have like great shows. Mm-hmm. You could have great shows. Now I realize we don't have 110, but I'm just saying, like, I'm wondering like maybe I should change my point of view. I just think I'm too out of it, too out of the generation, don't understand how to turn something like this. Like, I'm old-fashioned. I need a sales department and engineering department. and whatever. Oh, and then I go do a show kind of thing. But maybe you don't have to. Maybe it's okay to talk to 100 or 200 people and entertain 100 or 200 people. If you were the feeling like being a comic, if you're on stage in a room that holds 100 and, that holds 100 and you've got 110, you feel like you have great shows, you know? So maybe I shouldn't care about that. No, and how do these people get? The people that get successful now are people who were already successful in to a certain entertainment. Degree, some, some, some of come them, out of nowhere. But a lot of people just know how to play the influencer game, and also they have a certain expertise or whatever, and they have a channel that's devoted to that, and they do that. Mo- mostly, that comes from people like twenty to forty-five. Right. Um, but I don't know. I I don't I don't know how to do this. I I don't know how to build. A massive online following. I have no idea. I know how to make OnlyFans. I, I know well beyond taking my pants off. <laughs> I, I I absolutely know how to create radio audiences. I'm really at a point in my career in my life where it's plug and play. So long as you give me this much, plug me in, I will grow the audience. But that does not roll over to online it's mm-hmm. just not the same thing and i'm old you know, i'm not old old but maybe so like the the dog can't change its spots old kind of thing we have the most know? listened to podcast in our entire company thanks to our amazing listeners well that's fine i'm just saying that's I, you something, can, to, well, something to take away there you should give yourself a little credit i get no money for that whatsoever i get no get a pat on the back i, get, I do not that's feel good. like oh i can retire now it's not, i get no like Feeling of security. Atta boy. We should tell that Instagram account that uh, hates on you know the situations that radio broadcasters are put in about that. How you get no paid no money for being right. the top podcast. I'm sure they'll come up with. A well, you know response. what I want. Yeah, I want you guys to start leaking to them that uh, <laughs> behind the scenes I am a monster, a racist, <laughs> a misogynist. All of these things. I want you to give them. You know. Their own, like, hey, listen, I gotta tell you, man. Yeah, this guy's a this guy, he's a misogynist. He grabbed my cock. Yeah, he did. He didn't even <laughs> didn't ask. He didn't ask, and then he kept tugging at it, and uh, and then I started liking it a little bit, but then I still knew it was wrong. You know, it's wrong. After I came, I felt yeah. so embarrassed. <laughs> well, I wonder why we can't grow this. <laughs> there's far worse than what, I know. There's there a is. podcast called Come Town that people loved. It's gone now. Is it a porno thing? No. They just talked politics, liberal politics. It was called Come Town. It's like Come Hammer. Mm-hmm. It's just a good brand. Come Hammer. People will, you know, be attracted to <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Um, right. Ozzy, can I, before you continue, can I just oh, give Joseph uh, a shout out? Yeah, of course. Compliment for bringing up uh, 
uh, Ted from Ted's of Beverly Hills, which was an old Phil Hendry bit. That's all. Very nice. That's what your show should be more like. What Phil Hendry. Phil Hendry? Yeah. Where? The, go the nuts. Popcast? Yeah, go nuts. I did a bunch of impressions on this week's episode. No, I know. I'm, ha- I'm proud of you. I'm happy. The little macho man, which hurt yeah. my throat. We want you raw and unexpurgated. Mm. We don't want you buttoned up doing the host thing. Let's talk about your yeah. charities that you're working I want to tune right in now. to your show and be a little bit scared. Yeah. Like, what is going to happen? That's what I want. Well, if I get the guest I'm reaching out to today. What are you going to do? Ron Jeremy? No, he's nah, dead. I, I might write back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think I've you're going to land? You're going to land Jared Yamamoto? I already had Jared on the show. What did you guys um, talk about? Good things, him. cool things in Atlanta. His Porn. influences, what got him into radio, that stuff. Yeah, it was just when, the, when, when Nightcap launched. Oh, you guys did a little uh, crossover? Of course. Collab. Cross, uh, yeah. It was fun. We had a good Collab. time. I like the podcast a lot. Oh, you don't listen. That's not true. I do oh. listen. You have, this should be your, this is the way you should be like, this is like, you're David Letterman. This is your, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Not this piece of shit show you're with. The Tim Andrews podcast. <laughs> Knock them out. Dr. Zero makes a good point. Sorry, Jared. You have to interview famous people to get success on YouTube. Oh, that is a problem. I don't interview anybody. And you, that is the easiest kind of way is you can, you hashtag and then they have I've interviewed a famous people and we're yeah, not cross pollination. Are you ha- are you hashtagging it properly? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well now you're doing something wrong. Now we are. Dustin's good at that. You're supposed to you're supposed to like it's very good if you if you especially if you're getting people who have podcasts slightly bigger than yours or whatever and then you get their people who are going to go everywhere. That's what they have on uh I don't do interviews. Rogan donors now on uh no agenda, because oh. he would go on Rogan, and he, I heard you on Rogan. Oh, here we go, another <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. I'd, I enjoy what I'm doing. I don't know why I overthink it so much. I mean, my wife and I really came to the conclusion that we're just going to spend all of our money until <laughs> they blow up the world anyway, so what am I going to do? You'd be good interviewing Adam. There's maybe You would be good interviewing Adam, because he knows how to do it and give you leeway. There's maybe- Five people on this planet that I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. Elton John. Yeah, I could I could do a great interview with Elton Rango. John. I, anybody who was a Beatle. Paul McCartney. I Pete just, Best. Pete Best. I have Keith. interviewed Pete Oh, yeah, Best that's before. right. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. They all seem to be musicians. Yeah. Neil Finn. Um, most actors, no. George I would have w. Bush. no interest. Oh, any former president I'd talk to. Yeah, sure. yeah. any of them? Yeah, I'd talk to you. <laughs> All of them? I'd talk to Even you. Even the last one? I would talk current, to you. if you believe in the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not one, you know that, right? I don't know. I just don't, I'm just not all that interested in talking to And I think what happens if, you, if, you, if you're scheduling interviews all the time, then inevitably you start just filling the slot as opposed to only talking to people that – you're actually not you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying no. I know what you mean. Universal. No. You're actually interested in, and I think people sniff up, sniff that out. Got to be into what you're doing, people. The audience knows when you're phoning it in. Believe mm-hmm. me. Oh yeah. They catch me every time I do it. Hey, speaking of uh, sniffing someone out here, Ozzy on YouTube says, "I was at 10,000 Maniacs, didn't see Doctor Joe or Tim. Oh, well, we were up front." Oh yeah, they were in the special. They were in the special. Keep working your way up there. Come on, come on, get up there, get up there. 
Don't be shy. You're on Wait, the radio. Was it a tabernacle? What was it? No, it was in Smyrna on the village. Green. They have a nice little shell thing Absolutely. there or something? Like the one in Woodstock? Every town now has a really cool like yeah, they have 5,000 seater. Yeah, it's, not a, these... it's not a venue. It was just... Oh. Stages set up. They're making all these little enclaves and all these sounds. They want to get the city feel without being in the city. Uh, Joe on Facebook says, you do an amazing show, EVH. Oh, that makes me feel good. Thank you. And on that note, without any irony or sarcasm, <laughs> I wish everybody a great evening. TTFN. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.